to Tuesday on the week that flies by, we hope, and then it all ends. Then the year's just over. Here we go. It is the morning sickness. It's 545. My name's John. There's Brady. Brett Vestley's here. Big Dick Toledo and uh, off and running. Got another glorious morning where rain is possible. I know, I know. Cardinal Phoenix fans. Phoenix cried. Yeah, Phoenix yeah. Cried so the tears. Night. The tears of uh, a poorly coached football team. Ah, I said it. Sorry about that. Neither last night. How was the fan? How were the fans last night at the thing you went to, Brett? Uh, well, I was there. I was there till halftime. Then I bounced after that. But so, they were they were good. They were they were into it. I mean, the, the, the fans were into it. Didn't turn them into. Well, that oh, killed them. All at, over. That killed them at first, yeah. and then there was nobody lost hope. Okay, at least till halftime. That's right? an old cardinal. Half-time. That used to be the old card. Now nobody lost hope. Everybody was like, "It's all right, it's all right. We'll get this." And well, they should have because they ended up doing the exact should've. same thing. Uh, Mike, yeah. The, so uh, you know, hope to cardinal fans that mm-hmm. want it. I think from an outsider's perspective, sometimes it's fun to hear a guy who doesn't care about your team talking about your team. Uh, This is uh, the bad side of last night was this was a team that wouldn't shut up, that no one was paying attention to them, that nationally they're not getting the recognition they deserve. And then they go on the national stage in a very important game in December and uh, lose at home to a team that got some really crappy news early in the day when they lost a couple guys to COVID starters. And you're like, oh, okay, this is working in the Cardinals' favor. And you go and lose the game at home. The 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 worst part of the loss to me is how you lost. Your team didn't stop. Your team didn't quit. Your coach blew it at the end, and he's the biggest question mark I've got for this team. And it's clock management and decisions to not kick field goals when he should have kicked field goals, and uh, you know, th- you know, just playing it uh, college football coaching style is what I saw last night. It was a college football coach running the team. Here's the here's the positive spin. It might be good for him if they're a quality football team. They get all this out and learn from it. Cause, it's time to lose. Yeah, what Cliff, you know, not even the time to lose. It's just they learn from how they lost. Right. Or, I, or I, this I is who they are. This is either who they are or this is who they can fix. A wake-up. Yeah. Uh, it's, it may be their M.O. in big games that they just, you know, uh, get they clinch up and do what they did last night. Or uh, they become that team that goes, you know what, those, those are glaring obvious errors that even a morning show host idiot can figure out. And Tuesday morning quarterback that you come out and you look at it and you say, ah, well, I saw all the same things everybody else saw, and it was pretty obvious. My coach does it all the time. He drives me nuts. He's terrible clock manager. Horrible at it. But uh, he's, you know, made good with all the other stuff he does. But if Cliff Kingsbury does what he does in the end of the game yesterday through the playoffs, count on a short run. Because to me, I think he's the, the blame lays firmly on him. And Kyler Murray. Who had kind of an average to bad game, although a couple of that first interception was tipped. Aaron Donald's just a yeah. badass, but uh, you know he you, got after it. You got to love James Conner, and you got to like this team all the way around. Uh, he stayed healthy and showing what he can do when he's not hurt all the time. It's impressive. You know, you, you mentioned about you know everybody losing hope being Cardinals fans of old, and I wonder if right now is it that that's changed or is it just arrogance? Like you think they're like, arrogant? Towards? We're that good, and yeah. you know. I, I'm just wondering how the fans, you know, kind of feel about that. This year, they have a right to be a little arrogant. Oh, absolutely. You know? So maybe it is some of that. Maybe they are kind of that that fan base. It's like we're we're not worried. The problem is, you should be, because you just took the cushy home field advantage, which does nothing for the Cardinals. All their, their home field has been it sucks. Uh, been bad. Yeah, yeah, they've they lost all their games at home. But you don't want to go to Green Bay in December. You don't want to take an you Arizona team. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to take this road show on. Uh, you don't want to. You don't want to live on the eight no road record going into Green Bay. In December, you just don't. So you got to figure something out. I hope that Green Bay loses another one and you win out. That's basically what it is right now, because that's the only way you can do it. You're tied. You're basically in a two games behind situation to Green Bay, because being tied with them is a game back, and you can't lose again. 
unless they do. And you're still going to always be that game behind them. So you got to hope Green Bay gets bounced and the Cardinals win out and get that home field back because it is going to matter in the playoffs, even though everybody's like, oh, the road record's great. You don't want December road games. You've got to hope that – here's the hope, though, if you're a second seed and you don't have home, that Green Bay and uh, Tampa somehow or another shuffle around and end up meeting each other. Then you don't have to go through Brady and Rodgers. Yeah. That's not going to be fun for anybody. The NFC is the, the place where the championship, I think, comes from. Rams are no joke either. There's no, a part of me saying, like, if I was, you know, the Cardinals, I'd rather be playing out the rest of the year. I know the other thing, you know, they could have closed it out and then sat back. But yeah, I've no, never they been. They, they couldn't close anything out last tough. year. They just got a playoff win. A playoff win. Yeah, that playoff yeah. berth. You, you want to keep going. You want that home field. Yeah. Well, now you have to. Yeah, you're a dome team and uh, good weather. You want that home field. You Especially staring at Green Bay. You never know what's coming there. And I think they're built to win. They've got a defense. They're built to go on the road and win. But Green Bay's a different animal. You just don't. You just never want to travel there in December, January. Actually, this season ends in January, so it wouldn't even be December. It would be January football. Yep. Yikes. Yeah, you don't want to do that. It's uh. Well, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, last night, I think the worst part about it was all that crying and whining about how nobody recognizes them and the nation's going to see this, and then you go out there and lose at home. And now you're not going to get any attention. Now now that disrespect thing that they the chip on their shoulder they've been carrying around about, you know, being the best team in football and nobody cares. It's Green Bay and Tampa Bay now. You're you're an also ran. Yeah. You had your chance last night to turn some heads. Eh. Eh. Lost to a division rival in a clutch game. It just looked bad. But but you can learn from it and become better. I I was, you know, the Phoenix Sports sucked last night. The uh, Suns went in there with nobody. They were dinged up. Oh, oh, $1,500 bet. I didn't place it. $100 to win $1,600. So it's 15 on top. Uh, Jay Crowder scores the first basket. Suns win. $1,500. I'm like, ah, that's fun. Suns are going to beat the Clippers. I didn't know how, like, nobody was coming. Like, the Aiton's out and and even their backup center. And uh, so first, first, boom, Crowder hits the two. I'm like, well, there's one of it. That's half. So all the Suns have to do is beat the Clippers. This is easy. He's paying you back from the other night. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, you know. that's why he got it back. And then the Suns went out and crapped the bed the rest of the way. I am mush. <laughs> I am mush. Mikel Bridges had another fifty on him. Would have won five hundred dollars. He hits two threes. Suns win the game. That was it. all I needed. Is Suns to beat the Clippers. That's it. Paid. And uh, both things happen. And uh, God damn it, Fanduel. <laughs> but it's fun. It made the game more fun. I stayed up to like 11.30 watching that thing. Just like, come on, you idiots. And then they were down 12 with like a minute left. And I'm like, oh, crap. Stupid. Everything came through in the players. Normally, I would bet the players thing. The that's, Suns win. And then amazing. the other thing. Yeah, it's, it's just picking. I didn't even know you could do that. Pick the first basket. Jay Crowder shoots the first shot every game. That's an easy bet. He, if he doesn't make it every time, but he shoots the, every time. First trip down the floor, Jay Crowder shoots the ball. Every time. It's usually a three. He thought it was a three last night. His, his toe was on the line. And he hit it. I'm like, we're in the money. That's a keeper. I bought some stuff online. Now just win. Yeah, yeah I bought some stuff online. I went online, did some uh, shopping. I'm like, I got this money. This is done. Christmas is paid for. Nope. Suns couldn't pull it off. So it was a sad uh, sports night for uh, you know your Phoenix teams. But, yeah, I was watching that. The Cardinals, uh, that was the one. And everybody kind of went, okay, thanks for playing card. It was almost like ESPN was like, okay, cute. Cute little run there telling us that we weren't paying attention to you. Should have done something about that. And they walk away. So maybe it'll maybe it'll make them angry. Maybe they will Stafford, go. Stafford, man. I mean, uh, 
the one pass, the three yarder, just a six inch window. Yeah, that, to Cooper Cup, that yeah. was amazing. And that was more just the DB missing it, and he just and Stafford st- having his fingers sticks it in there. He had his fingers crossed that that was that was a bad throw. I mean, it's a good spot, but it was a dumb throw. That right. guy was right on top of it. I don't know how that snuck through there. I mean, the corner just missed it. He played it perfect. And then there was a couple others where Stafford just threw needles into into windows that you're like, there was a couple downfield where just that that windows yeah, closed and that ball just he slides through. He was he's tired. He's great. You wonder how much how much better he could be if he didn't waste all his time in Detroit. Detroit, Detroit mean, destroyed man. him, and he still put. Look at the numbers oh, yeah. that guy put up in Detroit. Yeah. But yeah, it was weird watching uh, watching Sports Center and all the. I watched the NFL Network, and they basically were like, "That was adorable." Sorry, we weren't paying attention to you, Cardinals. Let's talk about Matt Stafford. Let's talk about Aaron Rod. And they're like, "Oh, they're jumping right over you," because you basically told the media how wrong they were, and then went out and showed them that they weren't. So maybe it makes them mad. Maybe the Cardinals go back in and say that was our fault. We look like idiots now. Not Urban Meyer-sized idiots, but idiots. I'm loving every second of what's happening to Urban Meyer down in Jacksonville. The, the players and the other coaches that just told him just reported back. The biggest dick on the planet just had a meeting. And this guy, with all the stuff he's been through this year, has no humility left. Stood up in front of the team and said, I don't know what's going on around here. I'm a winner. I've won everywhere I've been. All, my, all these coaches here, they've never won anything. And he made them all get up and explain why they're losers to the team. He gave them a chance to be winners, yeah. John. And you could have been failing. with me, but his book, in his book he said... If you're with him, you're going to be better at what you that, do. That include that's just players. No, no, no. that include the coaches. It staff. does. It says coaches, <laughs> staff, organization, Wife, kids, yeah, lady at the bar. If you're with him, you're going to be a better dancer. You're going to be a, you're going to be better. He, his words through his life examples, he will lead you to a better place. Two and ten, shut out last week. You guys have to tell me why. Tell me why we're losers, because it ain't me. It ain't me. I mean, that is. I think they're looking. He's trying to get fired. I think he wants out of it. He wants out of the pros. I think he is too. But because he's realizing he's being go back. He's being exposed as a. They are the best losers in the NFL. How so? Well, they're really good at it. Yeah. Yeah. They're well. I don't know. Houston's right there with them. They got to. There's some good losers. I think they still have Houston. This season is filled with good losers. They got some quality losers. You get a goose egg this last that guy. week. That's that's the best attempt to get fired and not get fired I've ever seen in the NFL, ever. You go out two and ten. You start calling your coaches losers publicly. Start saying some of the players are losers. You're not. I'm no loser. I'm amazing. I, I'm. I mean, look at my resume. It's uh, why are we losing? He must party with the owner. Coaches he fired. Yeah, Shad Khan. Yeah. He had a meeting with Shad by himself too. I love the fall of Urban Meyer. That douchebag has exposed himself from Florida on as just every book and every time he opens his mouth. Every time, now I look and I, if you Google Urban Meyer, it's all quotes about what people <laughs> do wrong, like how people live their lives wrong, how franchises do it wrong. What's, like, I could fix that. I'm, and then everything he's talking about, he's done in one year. Most of the time it takes 10, 12 years to destroy a franchise, like one. And the Jags weren't exactly I was just gonna say, it's hard not, to destroy. Yeah, yeah. He gets that opportunity in the booth. But it's higher. It's harder to make a fire bigger. And you took a garbage fire and added, and added more and more. And you were the one who was supposed to come out and put it out. It's That's tough to do. They didn't give him gas. He found it. Yeah. I hate that guy. Love every second that's happening. I hope he sticks around in Jacksonville because if he goes two and 15, two years in a row, oh, I don't think I have enough 
bodily fluids to excite myself to continue the stroking of the Urban Meyer fall. Sorry, Brad. I know maybe uh, the Texans grab him up all year. You think? Yeah. You think he's going to get another job? Yeah. No. He'll be at Bowling Green making young men stronger and better again. That's where he is. He's good with the children. So long as he can pay the recruits, it's great. Look, it, it doesn't it doesn't bother me all that much. Yeah. I mean, he had He's a he douche. had a uh, good run at Ohio State. Who hasn't? He left. Yeah. Luck. You haven't had any bad coaches because your school recruits well. Yeah. Always has, always will. It's Ohio State. I never heard of the guy who's coaching him now. He's just around all the time, and he's fine. And you guys, they're like, oh, he's a loser. He lost to Michigan. Like he'll he'll figure it out. He'll be fine. They'll get better recruits. They'll pay a million dollars to back up quarterbacks. They're already signing up. They're, they're signing. They're fine. They get all the TV time you ever want. They're going to be good. Urban Meyer. Can you imagine being in a meeting where your boss is like, hey, KDKB. I mean, Trip could do it. Trip could wander in right now and go, KDKB, I'm a winner. I mean, I got K-Rock under my belt. I got this KUPD thing. I got KSLX to a certain degree. Can't be KUPD, but I mean, who can? <laughs> What's going on with you? I mean... Why are why are you guys all losers? And I'm because I'm it's not me. And I would love to be in on that meeting. So he's, he's not right. wrong. He's not wrong. I know, <laughs> but you still can't do it. That's not a way to motivate the staff. Wow, we are losers, and that guy is the winner. So it is on us. You can't do that. You can't go tell your staff it's uh, I'm I, I'm running a tight ship up here. From my from my seat, things should be great. It's you sucks that I hired that are the problem. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Giving you all the tools. But I haven't, because I just made all the tools I hired and brought to the party. I'm sorry for yeah. the tools I brought in. <laughs> I'm sorry I built this loser squad. Now, explain yourselves. Why are you all losers? Oh, that's awesome. That is an arrogance I don't think I understand, and I have a lot of it. And I don't think I could ever go down that road. It's like, look, everybody, I'm amazing. It's you guys that I brought in here that suck. Tell me why I hired you. Remind me again of why you're here. Well, Urban, you called me, and I... No, 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 not that part. The part about you sucking personally. Don't bring me into it. How uh, giddy is Nick Saban in this whole situation? He's he's got no, he's a sociopath. I tried it. The thing too. is, well, every college it. coach that thinks that they, they they get a little bit like, well, I'm going to go conquer. Jimmy Johnson might be the only one who did it. Pete Carroll. Yeah, Pete Carroll was kind of a bouncer, but he ended up getting there. Yeah, Pete Carroll was an odd bird too. Like he back was, in the day, Dick Vermeil. Was he a college coach first? Yeah. Where'd he coach? UCLA. Oh, really? I think back then it was a little different. I don't think it was as drastic. I, mean, they all a, I think it was as drastic a difference. But not, not all, quite some, but I don't think it was that big a difference. I think, like, I, I think it was easier to do. Maybe. because there are Maybe not, because Lou Holtz could never coach a pro team. Uh, There's a couple other guys that tried it. Just couldn't do it. But Switzer. I always admire that. Well, Switzer was a jackass. I always admire the guys who just go, no, nah, I'm a college coach. They get it. The Bobby Bowdens of the world. I remember. Still make the money there. Remember, uh, who was the doo doo? Now, uh, I, I think they make more money than they would in the NFL. Who was the guy who called Coaches. himself the football coach? It was uh, South Carolina now, and then he was. Uh, oh, Steve Spurrier? Steve Spurrier. Another Urban Meyer type. I'm the football coach. That's my new nickname. You call me that. <laughs> okay. Gwynn just got stomped all over the place. Better get out of here and go back to coach kids. Gamecocks. I'm basically a Pop Warner coach, accelerated version of that. It's Coach Clarks. It's a bunch of the Coach Clarks <laughs> of the world. You sucks. Better know your place. Why are you all losers and Derek Zellner such a winner? I'm going to put my visor on and we're going to go out there and win. It's the tight shorts. Tight shorts make the difference. DZ, you're my man. Shoot.
<laughs> I love Coach Clark. Ah, it's going to be a big day here. Uh, this is a nice thing. Now, being ultra-competitive as I am, rumor has it that our guest today was supposed to go to another station. When they found out that he's coming here, they canceled it and are mad. That's what I heard. I don't know if that's real or not. I can't imagine that being true, though. Yeah. Well, I can't. I mean, there's... Yeah, I can go either side. I can imagine that it's true, but it's... uh, Yeah, Sebastian Bach from Skid Row, formerly of Skid Row, is going to join us this morning. And I, for one, am thrilled. Like, this is awesome. This is going to be awesome. Tonight, he redoes all of Slave to the Grind. 30th anniversary of Slave to the Grind, if you can believe that. It was 1991 that came out. In and amongst all that grunge that destroyed so many bands. <laughs> 1991, Slave to the Grind, right there in the mix with Guns N' Roses, Pantera, all those times. 30, 30 years ago, there was a musical revolution we don't even talk about for rock and roll. And it was the last one. It was the last, like, flag in the earth of, like, we are the dominant force of music. And then it was then country music and hip-hop and all yeah. that other stuff started to roll forward. It was the last. Although hip-hop went through that same phase right around that sure time. Did. When they became the Dre and Snoop show. Yep. It was right around that same era. But uh, yeah, everybody wants to blame, you know, grunge wrecked this, grunge wrecked Skid Row was the I want to know why the party stopped. Because Slave to the Grind was their 91 record. And it still holds up. There's I was listening to it on the way in today. There's still a couple songs on there. That uh, you know are dated and obviously it wouldn't. There's some there's some stuff right now. They are Pantera. They could have been just like Pantera, where they took that hairband thing, and just jumped into the. All right, we are a rock band. And then their next album didn't come out till like '95, which I had. And subhuman race subhuman race. Yeah. And it's the last one with Sebastian Bach. I think they did a couple others. I don't even know about after him. And it's okay. It's it's not. But it doesn't. Uh, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me that they didn't capitalize right on the edge of that. And I got to know all that. That's what I want to know from Sebastian. Why did the party stop? Because it was a party. Skid Row was what music once wanted to be all the time. It was uh, drinking, partying, and banging each banging other. Banging Just banging the tar out of each other. And having a great time doing it. In the height of AIDS. Like, you can't even do that now, and it's pre- we pretty much conquered AIDS. Like, that's not even a fear for people anymore. So, if that was in the height of it all. I got some good medicines. Yeah, well, now it's great. Back then, it was the Magic Johnson AIDS. Everybody was afraid. Like a, That was right when Magic Johnson got it. People were like, wait a minute. Us regulars can get it? And we were still basically thinking, eh, you got to do some pretty sneaky stuff to get the AIDS. And I'm going to avoid the needles, and I'm going to avoid the uh, massive amounts of unprotected anal sex. And I can pretty much dodge the AIDS. Maybe that's what did it for the band. Is like, man, you get AIDS. A lot of people are getting AIDS because they're living down on Skid Row. And then right. that was thrown that's out. That's not what happened. They weren't punning their way out of it. Turn around. Turn around, face the wall, Blair Witch. Oh, really? Turn around, face the wall. You see how proud he was of that one, too? <laughs> With that dumb little face on him? God, that was terrible. They're getting terrifying. bad PR, Ray, man. stop defending your last statement. Just apologize to the city. Jesus Christmas. Anyway, I want to know the real story. The real part. I know. I'm with you, bro. It's sad. It's when you want Thanksgiving to be over. All right. Get out of here, Uncle Dan. Uncle David's lost it again. He's starting to pun. Okay, the puns are coming. we got to clean this mess up. Get the pumpkin pie. Quick. Hurry up. 
That'll keep him down. But yeah, now I don't even know where I was with it. I had a nice point I was going to make, and then that terrible grandpa pun hit me right. You in survived the nuts. the uh, the AIDS. Don't. I know where I was with that. Don't start. Don't you start recapping. Bring it back. Look, I'm not hiring. If I'm hiring anybody to be my bibliographer, it's not you. And one time, let me go take a look at your reference sheet and see where you were. Anyway, don't get AIDS, kids. I think that's what I was. I think that's where I was headed. Don't share needles and don't have unprotected butt sex constantly. Or you'll end up like Skid Row and have a four-year gap between this massive success. One of the defining albums of rock music of the time. It was the quintessential, oh, hair bands can move on. It doesn't have to always be warrant. And then something happened. Then everybody blames grunge, but I don't think so. I want to hear the stories from Sebastian himself about how he and Sabo hated each other. And, oh, it'll be great. And how much, like canceling behavior went on with Skid Row. Like, name, give me three stories right now that would get you canceled today that happened on the bus. And he'll just giggle, but I bet you AIDS is involved. I bet you there's AIDS in those cups. I bet you there's a load of problems coming in there. Man, the man lived more in those five years from like 88 to 93 than I ever have in my 49. Nothing close. I just, I would love to have been Hanger on. For I can't remember, time. but like during the the competitiveness of a lot of the bands, was there a certain a band that Skid Row would battle? I don't think with so. Others? I think just themselves. Yeah. yeah. I think just internally. I don't know. They were Bon Jovi's kind of protege, and then they just went crazy. I don't know. It's a good question. We'll find out. I'm interested to see tonight because I, I oh. to me. To me, oh, I would rather see Sebastian doing this stuff than course. Skid Row with some other dude in there because I've seen that and it's like, eh, it's Sad. okay. I watched them. It's okay, on, Skid you know. Row asked for money on the stage when I saw. Oh. It. What is it? The church passing the hat around? Pretty or much. They basically said, "Please buy our merch." We don't even know if our bus is going to make it to our next gig. I mean, you better get back in a van then, pal. Dave's not eating. Like he pointed to the guitarist, <laughs> Dave Sabo, and said he is not going to eat today because they have to they have to ration their money. Jesus. And then like two, three, four, monkey. I'm like, don't do the songs we love and tell us that you're broke. <laughs> it was sad. But, uh, yeah, Sebastian Bach, live at the Marquee tonight, doing that whole album. And that, to me, is awesome. And, again, like I shared with you yesterday, if it wasn't for him, my first experience of the air down there would have been a different time. The kiss. The kiss, the kiss, from, kiss from the rose. <laughs> <laughs> Kissed it. Because she told me to. What do you mean to do to it? Kiss it. Mwah. You got it. <laughs> and now what? Kiss it big. Oh. Arr, arr, arr. Okay. I'm done here. I don't know what the hell this is. Is this thing going to talk to me? <laughs> you seen this, The Simpsons on uh, Tracy Ullman? Because yours kind of looks like a sideways version of Homer's mouth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it did. <laughs> You'll never look at it the same. And plus it was like, it was 1990 or 89. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of grooming going on. It was a it was like uh, kissing Brett on top of the head. There's a lot going on there. <laughs> Heavy jungle. <laughs> a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> separates. <laughs> Blow some stuff open. Uh, it's six oh eight. Let's get a wake up song for our friend Sebastian, who's going to come in here in a little bit and uh, chat with us about rock and roll when it was a party instead of being so angry at our dads and throwing fists and having people bleed all over each other. Uh, give us a good one, 585-9800, and we'll scream it together. It's 98KUPD. Wake up! In a couple more days, a silence the voice in their theme song. Well done, boys. Uh, it's 633 here in the morning, Cygnus, and Cardinal fans are 
firing off in droves. Kelly, I like your take. Said Holmberg, you're right about Kingsbury. It's all about how I look. Don't I look cool with my beard growing out? Oh, what we lost. I think now that <laughs> I think people are seeing that you know, cool Scottsdale factor of Cliff Kingsbury, who I think is just slaying most of Scottsdale right now, and I'm proud of as him. he should though. Absolutely. I don't know who his girlfriend is. They talk about his girlfriend every once in a while. I'm like, oh, he's done. But he had that Holly Saunders for a little while. He made her crazy. She went off and went bananas and married Vegas Dave. And now she's getting tattoos with Oscar De La Hoya. And her face looks crazy. And she... Showman is home two years ago. Oh, well, that was... people out like, talk about that. Your coach is home, man. Yeah, no, it's amazing. He's, he's an image. He's got a good image. But he's road. Road is play up here. He's kind of coolly talking to the people. Like, I love when he does the pressures. I'm like, what are you doing with the beard? As long as we keep winning the beard stairs. You guys know, man, badass. <laughs> All right, Cliff. God, the sultry tones of Cliff Kingsbury. But, yeah, Cardinal fans were all in agreement that last night was, why don't you go for it? For it? They're, they're, the passion lives. That's good to see. That's good to see. It's kind of like when the Suns were running their thing last year and everybody went nuts. It's, it's fun to watch, I think. Got a taste, a real close taste in the finals. The well, you Suns. got the, yeah, I mean, you, but the whole run was like building up the, the love of that entire deal uh, for the Suns. It made the city kind of, it amps up when the city's teams do better. Even if you don't like them, it's more fun to be here, for sure. Local news gets silly, and they start acting like they're something. I could get the local, My Cardinals. The lo- local sports reporters that are running around and then. You see the anchors who haven't said a word about him for years, like, ah, oh, so heartbroken last night. The fun thing on the Sharp show this morning was, listen to that, that lady he's got on there. She goes, I, because they brag about going to bed. Like, that's a sign you're dying. You're dead inside already, is when you start telling people you go to bed at 6.30, 7 o'clock at night. And you're like, I'm just, and you're proud of it. Like, you're dead inside. You're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're a soulless, dead inside human being. I don't care how early you have to get up. When you have true sports passion or true, you'll tonight Skid Row. Yeah, we're, we're going. There's a true, there's a true life force inside of us that says, "I'll get up. I'll be all right. It's just one night." And I went to bed. It. I went to bed at like seven minutes into the girl on the thing, but seven minutes into the first quarter, I just couldn't take the stress. You don't care about that team at all. Look at Kingsbury's girlfriend. Oh my god. Clifford, those hair extensions is his first year contract. Yeah, man. That's a lot of dough. Those look good. And it's funny because I Googled, you know, just Cliff's girlfriend and look at the what he's oh. been slaying. Yeah, the laundry list. I mean, it's just the, wow. The broads in his wake, as they say. He's my new hero. Yeah, he looks sleepy. That's yeah. the only thing I see with Cliff. He looks like a sleepy. Well, with fellow. her, I mean, I can imagine <sighs> why. Well, he's, he's working football and then he goes <laughs> home and he's got to please that, keep that happy. That's pretty amazing stuff. Good job, Cliff. Coach of the year, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, there you go. He's got better cock management. Clock oh, management. Oh, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry. You just you misspoke. Oh, my Lord. Is that her now? Holy cow. That's pretty good. Yeah, anyway. Well, good for you, Cliff. Yeah, you you get a few fourth downs. You can go for it. Yeah, I think we should go for it. That's what I do. That's my life motto. Coach is kind of laid back, guys, and feeling a little... I think he's going to go for it on fourth down. I'm drained of all lactic acids. It's just my legs are achy. 
You know what I have to do tonight? Go make love to that lady. And all of them do it, but even when you're... But I don't know too many coaches that have hot wives. Most of them look like Texas pageant women. You know? They're sort of like flashy, but not attractive. They've got big hair. And Belichick had his girlfriend for a while. Belichick did all right, but the one who really killed it was was, was he, Kraft. Or was that Kraft? Kraft yeah. had that. He was reading uh, scripts. Scripts with, with that actress. And then uh, <laughs> when his wife died... Let's go over some lines. They put pictures up, and they did a big special on CBS Sports about, wow, it's like she was such a, a wonderful part of the Patriots' success. And then they put the initials on the jerseys and retired her. And then, like, within a month... He's doing acting lessons with some 23-year-old blonde, and, they, and she was ridiculous. And this is Robert Kraft's new girlfriend now that his old lady wife has died. Taking tips from Weinstein or what? <laughs> I mean, did you see her? No. Huh? Google Robert Kraft's girlfriend yeah. acting Still didn't hold audition. up to the orchids. Who, what? Oh, no, the orchids. Yeah, still couldn't keep him from getting his hand job down there in Florida. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty amazing what, what sports can do for for guys like that. I just kind of, I almost want to clean the studio, and I don't know why. I feel like, you know, this this whole Sebastian Bach thing, and I'm not a starstruck guy. This is part of, like, my my uh, teenage growing. Your wheelhouse. Like he's, yeah, look, at, that's not, is that her? I don't know. It's the acting video. But still, this was right after Myra, or whatever his wife's name was, passed away. And he gets this statuesque. He's got a billion yeah, eternity of girlfriends, That's baby. right. He said it wasn't his. <laughs> I think that's her, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's her. Still not bad. I mean, look no, at that's that pretty spectacular yeah. compared to yeah. the Robert Kraft's little troll-like body. But he's got a billion dollars, and it's time. Good for him. Pictures like that make me angry. It's like go f- yourselves, all hot ladies. That it's about sense of humor yeah. and stuff. Stop it. It's about the money. He's so funny. He likes me for he's who I am. Funny, and I really enjoyed his. Yeah, company. I like your cans. He loves you because you look great, and you love him because he can help you stay looking great and not bad an eye. Your lifestyle just got better. And if I was a girl, that's what I'd go for. Stop with this. Why you'd waste time on Brett Brady or me is beyond <laughs> me. Sort of always said, every woman I've ever sat in a room with, if I, if I see a mansion nearby, I'm like, you should just go knock on that door and say, this is the life for me. You'd be so much happier in that. So why wouldn't you? Because it's not about money. I'm not like that. Oh, everybody is like that. Socialist. That's where happiness lives, in one of those houses. I can't get you one of those. I'm trying, but I can't do it. That doesn't make any sense. Why would you want that? Why don't you want that? You're making me nervous about who you are. What's your agenda? Can't be to love me. Look at me. Have you seen me? I've seen me. What the hell? <laughs> There's no real rhyme or reason you being here. You're funny. Yeah. Dime a dozen. You can laugh on a cigarette boat. So yeah, yeah. yeah. You know how you know how much funnier life gets <laughs> when you're hopping off your yacht onto your awesome ski jet boat that that's attached to the yacht. You know how much funnier every joke is. All of them are funny. You know what you never laugh at? The phrase, we can't afford that. <laughs> never funny. It's never a funny moment in your life. You go, like, sorry, put that down. We can't afford it. And then the family just starts giggling. Oh, you're hilarious, Dad. No, I'm serious. We can't afford that. <laughs> what a life we've carved out. And you're hot. Now, if you're not hot, that then, you know, it's all it's like a class thing. The hotter you are, the more you get a chance at a billionaire. 
choices. Take a step down. You're not going to have as hot. Step down from that. You're pretty much just if you're a pig, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna end up with a pig. It is. It's all about a lot of stuff you can't afford. That's right. But a little bit of money makes a guy better looking, and and that's what that's. I just wish it was more honesty when, like Tinder. Looking for a guy who makes a lot of money and can make me laugh. Yeah, at make least be laugh. straight. Just be honest. Yeah. Because then we could be more honest. I'm looking at a girl with great hair, set of cans, and like an eating disorder. Like that's exactly what we're after. <laughs> <laughs> and not like the uh, like Brady's eating disorder. The other way. Although some guys are into that eating disorder where they can't stop eating. Sometimes people like that. But just you know, be be upfront with what it is you're into. By the by, I just wanted to make a report. Uh, I was uh, keeping up with our friends down there at the hunger strike. Now, remember, the hunger strike started last Tuesday. Today would have been day seven. Kind of faded. Well, the reason why is because I misread it. They somewhat misled us. Their hunger strike that started last Tuesday from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Lucky for them, Thursday night we got rain at 6.05. So they packed up and got their hunger strike out of there and went to Wendy's. Uh, the kids that were down there at the Capitol trying to convince Kristen Cinema to uh, do like some voter rights thing. Doing their hunger strike from 9 to 6. I misread it. I thought today would have been the last day. We go down. We have a big pizza party for them. Congratulations. Your hunger strike's over. Uh, if you look at it again, they're, they're not down there. They didn't go Tuesday to Tuesday. No, they said, we're going to have a hunger strike through the end of the week. <gasps> so it wasn't a week. It was just Tuesday through Friday. They had three days worth of a hunger strike. And that was nice. It. That was it. So it was a, essentially. That's how you do it. It was a Canadian work week is what they had. They had three days on, five days off, and it it was pretty great. Nice job, kids. Well done. They uh, didn't eat for uh, nine hours a day from Tuesday through Friday. And I think that they uh, started Tuesday afternoon, so that was like a half day. And then did full Wednesday, Thursday, and I think Friday, but I'm not sure. They might have checked out early Friday because, you know, it's getting close to the holidays and traffic. This week is a bake sale for change. Yeah, anything. Well, yeah, they're so, just looking for all sorts of changes to be made as they eat and not eat and eat and not eat. Which so is what we're they're all basically doing. intermittent fasting. I mean, is that that's yeah. basically what they were doing? They're intermittent fasting, but in in nine hour gaps, it's more than intermittent. It's uh, it's the protest diet. It's massive. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's Red Mountain's new protest diet: find a cause and don't eat for a day. Well, not the whole day. That's crazy. Have breakfast, a healthy, hearty breakfast, and then. Get yourself through with a five-hour energy about 2 o'clock and then rock out about 6.30. You can have another dinner. Idiots. And last I heard, didn't work. Cinema's still just laughing. I don't think anybody changed a thing. So, boy, their their voices were heard. They're weak, frail, emaciated. Maybe some good friendships came out of it, John. Well, that's all you hope for, Brady. New opportunities to meet people. I, on the other hand, would avoid it like the plague for that very reason. Maybe some guy was able to cut one out of the herd. (laughs) Now, that's the only thing we can hope for. One of the girls lost about six pounds, a little extra, and got down to that ideal perfect weight. And one of the guys looked at it and said, nice. And that Friday night they celebrated by hogging, which I think is fantastic. Then we went home and I ate and ate and ate, if you know what I mean. And then so did he. And that was it. His hunger strike ended at the Y, if you know what I mean. (laughs) <laughs> but stupidest hunger strike I've ever seen. But I'm looking. I'm like, where are they? How come nobody's down there talking about them? And I looked, and I'm like, hunger strike. Good for a week. Students for change. Partial I'm Google week. it, and they said, we're going to uh, through the week, they said. And I thought that meant one week. But no, when you read it again, it's through this week, which means 
Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And so not seven days, not even a five-day no. work week. No, not even a full five-day work week. They were going to do five yes. days, but the person in charge needed a personal day on Monday. <laughs> and then right. they started on Tuesday. And I'm sure somebody called in with like, you know, I've got some personal stuff going on, and I just need a wellness day. I just need the sandwich is what I need at noon. And a bunch of bitches. Yeah. And uh, most of them were getting up at a time that was unusual because it was nine in the morning. So they're probably missing breakfast accidentally and eating on the way. And it was rough. It was a rough time for, for the kids. But they made it happen, and I'm proud of them. Uh, but I was laughing because I'm like, today's the big day. They're going to go down there and see the, you know, the Auschwitz bones laying on the, like they've been starving to death. For, and then I'm like, wait a second. They're not even there on Tuesday. Nothing changes. And again, I remind the kids at ASU, never once has anyone, aside from Al Michaels and Reggie Jackson, changed the landscape of America who went to ASU. Not Barry one. Bonds. In a good way. I'll say in a good way. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, in a good way. Yeah, Barry Bonds Definitely was... Definitely some ripples there. Barry Bonds created problems. He created a... He's not a good representative, which is why you never hear his name mentioned with it. Yeah. People want Phil Mickelson to be something. Maybe I'll throw him in the mix. Phil Mickelson, Al Michaels for sure, probably the best ASU graduate there is. Probably the pinnacle Harden? of ASU. Huh? James Harden's pretty good. I don't know that he's changed anything. Al Michaels is actually Hall of Fame yeah. worthy legend. Reggie Jackson, Hall of Fame worthy legend. Was he there? Was Reggie one of us? Yeah, I'm yeah, Reggie. Right Sal Bando. Sal Bando's good. Sal Bando's a good name to throw out with ASU. Didn't change anything, other than really cool names. That's it. We won a couple of championships with the A's in the early '70s. The Bando. Yeah, it was. A, we don't talk about Reggie much at ASU. They say Odovi McDowell got more press. Vontaze. So I have to say, uh, a Pat Tillman is probably the greatest known person who did all the things from ASU. He's probably the most amazing. But as far as living people who can still make changes happen, uh, no one at ASU is going to do that without a grand statement like Pat Tillman's. You have to be the face of an unlikable war to make ASU. Uh, and, and still nothing really changed. He's just probably the most influential graduate from ASU. Let's see here. We got... Uh, Posthumously. Well, Reggie Jackson. Reggie. Uh, Are you looking up best graduates from ASU? Yeah. It's a short list. Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Exactly. No change. Kate Spade. Makes bad. Doug Ducey. Come on. This is from one down, so it's just going. Doug Ducey went to ASU, yeah. and he still can't regulate change, and he's the governor, for God's sake. <laughs> he's up there. David Spade. He's I, on I, it. I, David Spade graduated. Did he go to ASU? Yeah. Right. Still no change. According to this list, uh, Al Michaels is below David Spade. This is the, the Now, keep in mind, the list has one, yeah, who did the list? one guy so far, David, uh, Doug Ducey, who actually is like involved in things that could enact yeah. change, and he's not going to do anything. Uh, Mickelson, yeah. Barry Bonds is number eight on All the list. All athletes and stars. Uh, Nick Nolte. He went to ASU? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh. I had a football scholarship, too. Nice. Really? When? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Maybe like 70. 76. No kidding. He made his first debut. In the Frank Cush era. Yeah. Huh. Uh, North Dallas 40 had to White. come out like a year later. North Dallas 40 came out in like 77. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's, it's wow. Nick Nolte got right to it right after. Went to his future football scholarship and as an undecided major. Then he moved to LA to study acting at Pasadena Playhouse. So right. yeah. boom, boom, and boom for Nick Nolte. Yeah. Score. All right. Danny White, pretty good. Val Michaels is probably the most. Oh yeah, steady work. Paul Laduca. Now we're getting down okay. To the- See, if we're already at Paul Laduca, <laughs> then the school makes no changes. 
It's not an effective place for it. It is not the Harvard of change. So don't hunger strike your way through anything. And don't students for socialism keep Kyle Rittenhouse out. And that, you're not going to change a thing. Go to, go to school, smoke your weed, experiment with lesbianism, and then get out like everybody else did. Like 90,000 students a year can't be wrong. Keep a low profile as an ASU graduate. You're not doing anything good. You know, nobody on that list was Elon Musk or, you know. No. It's Kate Spade and David Spade are on the list in the top ten. The school's produced nobody. It's well, a party school. It should always be a party school. That's the And you get your degree and you leave. That's it. You're basically gigantic UNLV. That's it. Headache Smith? No, Brady. you got to stop. You, you, okay. Don't dig. Right, the list was I'm done digging. for you because you're just going to come up with names that are less than list-worthy. Al Michaels, Pat Tillman, Phil Mickelson to a certain degree, even though he's more of just the giant. Tillman walking. didn't even make that list. Well, Tillman, these are people who are still alive. I'm oh, okay. Phil oh, Mickelson's Duca. done more for male dildos than anybody on the planet. I guess that's something you can do. Hi, I'm Phil Mickelson, a walking human dildo. Outside of that, Al Michaels the only one. Paul Nuka. He's, if he's in your top 15. Think of how many people have graduated from ASU and in your top 15 graduates of all time. Paul LaDuca shoots up there. That's pathetic. <laughs> and I'm not saying ASU is a bad school. I'm saying it just doesn't, it's just not important. It's not an important school. It's an awesome party school. The day that they changed over to like, you know, scholastically, yeah, and became you know like their business school is like number one in the world or something. Nobody knows that because who cares? <laughs> Nobody cares about that. And we almost had Rittenhouse. This guy's right. He said, "I wish I could say Kyle Rittenhouse, but the libtards ruined it." <laughs> yeah, we got a Rittenhouse repping. Now that could enact change, whether he wants to or not. So, athletes, women who make bags, and comedians—that's basically all you get out of there. And that tells you exactly what it is. It's a party school. David Spade and Jimmy Kimmel are top ten. Your school isn't exactly like the place people want to go to get their brain surgery. <laughs> Who graduated from the school? Oh, David Spade and Jimmy Kimmel and David Spade's sister, Kate. Oh, God. So I'm going to get a handbag and a couple of jokes. <laughs> Cocaine and chuckles. Yeah, that's that's what they should call the issue. Cokes and chuckles. All in. But... So hunger strikes are pointless. Have some fun. Do like Brady did. Do coke off of Brenneman's ass and then order pizzas for dead people. That's what college is. It's uh, an education. I got to hand it to Ohio University. You guys have actual graduates that people know. It's not taking itself too seriously. These kids at ASU, they knock it off. Where'd you go to school? Washington. You went to Washington State. Yep. Your most famous graduate is Ryan Leaf. Yeah. So another one. We're Drew just blood. So okay, go up there, get high. Gardner Minshew. Yeah. Gardner yeah. Minshew. Right. Come on. Enough. <laughs> this school is worthless. Got a long list. Probably have a couple of guys up there, like, you know, related to Keith it. Jackson. Keith Jackson went to Washington yeah. State. Ooh. There you go. Edward R. Solid. Murrow. That's huge. Yeah. Okay, you got a Washington State. You got biggies. Way the, ahead the of it. Penguin Asia. went there. Ron Say Ron went Say went to Washington State. Nice. <laughs> nice. Are there I any did not know that are one. there yeah. any colleges that if there weren't sports? Would have any like quality graduates outside of the Ivy League? Because that's what, no. if you go to Ron Say and your first three <laughs> answers, John Olrood, yeah. MIT, yeah, John Olrood's here. Not one goddamn person of change. You're talking about athletes. That's all we know of our college. Dolph Lundgren. Jackson? Well, when I said what? That's yeah. huge. That's that's huge. Yeah. Like, 
Like, like a school like, like MIT. <laughs> well, MIT is different. They don't even have a football team, yeah. do they? If they do, nobody knows about so. it. No, Because no. it's a school. It's actually a school. It's trying to be like, no, that we don't need football to make our, you know, to make our point. ASU's not MIT. You can get a nice degree there. People will respect it. You can have Ryan Fitzpatrick make the NFL as a Harvard grad. Right. Exactly. There are, st- and that he's the weirdo. Yeah. For Harvard, like, wow, football player from Harvard. They what ever happened? get anybody in the NBA? Uh, probably a couple. Ivy Leaguers. Harvard doesn't have a terrible basketball thing. Well, they had that. No, that was Princeton. That guy that uh, would like forty points a game. Oh yeah, ask. you've had a few up to the Ivy League that'll get decent ones. And uh, you know, every white American's like, wow, recruiting from the inner cities because that's the only way you can win a basketball championship in college. That kid must be brilliant. And he must be to dig his way out of the... Better have at least a 30-foot jump shot. ...mean streets and uh, and end up with grades good enough to get into Harvard. I just look at ASU and I giggle. Stop it. Stop it with your hunger strikes and your change. Go down there to that Greek row and put your panties on the wall as the kill of the week and just be an ASU student, please. Ugh, you're sicking me. Nine to six hunger strikes that only last three days. <laughs> little Gandhis, <laughs> my little Gandhis doing their doing their part. Anyway, Sebastian, what time is Sebastian? Uh, they're pulling the tour bus in at seven a.m. He's going to catch a quick hour nap, what in the and world? then he's going to. We're going to have to sit here and have him staring at us from the bus. Oh, he's oh, he's out. Oh, uh, parking in a place we can't see. Yeah, oh, you know they're right going to be there. perched out in the other studio over there, just this is looking. Exciting. Oh, yeah, this is exciting. Binoculars and everything. It for an hour. Yeah. So, was yeah. it true that they that the guys down the hall got upset that, that this is happening? What I understood was is that they turned it down. See, now I heard they so, did it because we took it. I didn't hear that. We I pursued heard, it. They said we don't want it. I didn't hear that. Okay. What so I, they just said no. What I had heard was is that there were it was going to be two interviews. We were going to take the second one. They were going to have them first. Yes. Fine and then that. when apparently they changed their mind. No, I'm friends of us. I want yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't want to make anybody mad, but I don't I care. Do but I also don't care. I was just going to say. Yeah, but I also don't care. I'm not trying to go out of my way to make them mad, but I also don't care. And if your show hinges on a Sebastian Bach interview, then what? It wasn't like it wasn't like you glommed onto what they were trying to no. do. Your idea was let's get him in studio. Hey, come in after? they said, wait a minute. Yeah, we'd take him. I have. A soft spot in my heart for Skid Row. That was like the first hump party concert I ever went to. Like I like I had my eyes opened by a couple of concerts, and then this was the first one. I'm like, all right, I'm I'm getting in the pool. Like I'd seen all my friends works, man. hook up at concerts. I'd seen all my uh, buddies. They're like, oh my god, this chick's all over. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening. It was all too new to me. Then I settled in. The game slowed down a little bit. Next thing you know girl in front of me is in a bra. I got my hands on her cans. And I'm like, it's happening to me. Today is t- t- today is my day. Thanks, quicksand Jesus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think it was I Will Remember You in the hands. Went on the cans. Yeah. The first album. Yeah. <laughs> and, I'm, and I was singing, tonight, tonight. <laughs> I was singing like Broadway musicals. I was so excited. I didn't know what to do. Twinking back then. No, I was too. twinking hardcore. <laughs> I was so excited. And my hands on strength. I don't know this girl's name. And she to seems, this day, huh? I don't remember it, but at the time I didn't know her name. Oh, you know, it's oh, one of those awesome. things when you know somebody and you're not confident what their name is, so you don't say anything, but you're pretty sure you know it. And you might throw it out there every once in a while. Hey, gal, what's going on? Like, well, hey, man. You're like, I think I got that right. And you'll, I say that all the time to friends. I'm like, dude, I've known these people forever. I have no idea what his wife's name is. Introduce yourself, do whatever. Yeah. And even then, 
Uh, like uh, the girl from Four Peaks, who I've known forever. And I know her name's Melissa. But for some reason, I will not confidently lock that in as an answer. Fear of missing. I ask every time she's here, because I feel stupid. I'm like, I'm, I'm positive your name's Melissa. But my brain will not put that in the vault as like, for sure. So I went down the hall to Mark when she was here, and I'm like, it's Melissa, right? And he goes, yep. And I'm like, okay. I don't know why I question it every time. And it's because I don't think she looks like a Melissa. I think I have a certain what a Melissa looks like, and she doesn't fit the mold. And I think my brain's like, it just it just doesn't work for me. That one doesn't. It's like if her name was Kinbasha or something. And I'm like, okay, this can't, I can't be right here. This just can't be right. But yeah, that girl in front of me, no idea. I, she told me her name a few times, and I just didn't know for sure. But those glorious, and I was 17, and she was 17, and those glorious cans in my hands. Well, I remember you's going on in the background, and I'm rubbing up against her. And I'm like, this is occurring. This is my life. I'm one of the people at a show hooking up. And my, nobody ever believed that. I was like an ASU student in acting change. <laughs> this is calm your T's, John. You're not all that. Aren't you hearing what I'm saying? At what point did this sound confident? At what point did this sound like... So much so that I, you know... I didn't get to experience that. You didn't get one of those? No, not a concert. I mean, you know. Oh, man. You know, the first couple, tougher. Bread, Devo. Yeah, with You're boys. not going to really need too much. Bread. You know. yeah. I tried staying pen pals with a girl. I grabbed the cans over the Foreigner concert. Fantastic. And mine Central was good Hey, when are you coming back to town? Calm down. You're That's not all that. I don't even understand what that means. She's jealous because you got Because I grabbed some girl's boobs. This is it. Putting her... I can feel them, right? If I think, I can sit. The jug light is on. I can feel me. Jug light. And I remember that, too. This just popped in my head, too, because I was weird. Like, she's leaning her back into my chest. And, you know. What's happening? Whatever the words are. And I'm squeezing her cans, and she's, like, rubbing against me. And I don't remember if it was this part or what. And I'm singing to her, and she goes, you've got a pretty voice. I'm like, I know. I know. <laughs> and how annoying her memory of Skid Row is. Some guy singing in her ear. That isn't Sebastian Bach. And sucking on armpits. Yeah, shut up. Not yet. Oh, that okay. was something. <laughs> Call me cans, John. You're not all that. Right. The whole story is about how I'm not all that. <laughs> the whole story is about what a failure I was sexually and physically with everyone. Whatever, dude. I've never grabbed cans before, so you need to cool it. Hey, who sings this song? Why don't you let him sing it? Yeah. Well, I did. I, I, I was doing that to her because I was singing in her ear. And my friend Mark, uh, standing right next to me, he had a girlfriend the whole time, though. So. Oh, what a song. <laughs> yep. Grab her cans. And the next thing you know, my friend Alan is boning her friend like nonstop for. Like right in front of everybody. Was her name Dolores? No, not Seinfeld. Like people. <laughs> Mulva. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. Anyway, Sebastian be here. Listen to that voice. And I have no idea. And to talk about guys who were all that for about three years, this guy was just like, oh. you, you, and you come with oh, me. Oh, yeah. And I don't know what that life's like. 
Snake was, Snake was pulling some Oh, the, he, he, but uh, Sebastian was uh, first dibs. Before he had to beg for change. First dibs was <laughs> Sebastian goes through and picks, and then you get all his fall off. I love also the people that are emailing me, and I've gotten a few of them going, Reason to ban Philip Parks because Sebastian's douche. Oh, yeah. Like, everybody knows him, and I'm like, I don't know the story. He was all over MTV and VH1 saying the same thing. That he, he was, was a douche? A, he was saying he was yeah, a dick. Yeah, maybe. A couple of times. We'll find out. Oh, it's going to be great. We're going down memory lane. It's a little time capsule. I'm excited about this Me too. One, actually. <laughs> I really am. Because this one hits me uh, right in the wiener. Right in the <laughs> Right in the old wiener. <laughs> How did I screw that up so badly? <laughs> I can uh, the quote of the I can suck lots of parts of your body. What do you want me to do? How about right here? And I point to my armpit, and she did it. Game for anything. There's nothing else. <laughs> Not, nothing. She had to think I was insane. Armpit. Okay. <laughs> right here is a good spot just to uh, prove. Because now I, I'm still playing early days jackass. Like <laughs> you suck part of my body. I dare you to do that. Like I'm 11. I dare you. You won't do it. I wasn't even thinking about my pee pee. I think I was 16. I wasn't even thinking pee-pee. That wasn't something girls did yet at all. I can't ask you for that. I'm going to well, go home and tug I know it was. Ben, I was, I, I was wide out open. Ben Burry, freshman year. Wait a minute. Eighth grade, you got Oh, good for you, that? freshman year, because I didn't learn it until Todd Linkus and I went to no, a baseball game it. when we were 35. Ugh. And he started to tell me about like chicks blowing him in eighth grade. I'm like, wait a second. That's, that was happening around yeah. me? Oh, oh, yeah. I'm like, wait a second. Happened to everybody but me. I, it happened so, it was so far from me mm-hmm. that I didn't even know about it happening to other people. It wasn't even an option for me at all. DZ slaying uh, poo. DZ was getting the moms of the other players. <laughs> Derek Zellner's having sex with every one of your mothers, and that's all right. Hell, if I'd dig mine up and give them to DZ right. In fact, Derek, let's get a shovel and you can have at the corpse of my wife. My, or my, my, I'm going to kill my wife then, too. <laughs> my mom. It'd be worth it. I'd kill her. Shoot, I'd like to watch that. I'd let Derek Zellner box my mom. Keep that streak alive. Nothing sexier than watching DZ's athletic endeavors, even when it's beating on your own mother. <laughs> Come on, Mom. Put up a fight. Come on, Mom. Quit acting like such a suck and throw a punch. I know, I was just kidding. You're not going to hit DZ. He's like lightning. <laughs> Derek Zellner could have sex with my entire family, including my grandparents and his parents before. And you know what? It would just make my family better. Give him a stronger family line. You get sucked by Zellner, and you've been sucked by the best. Let's get out there, DZ. Toby, I noticed you've been having some trouble running the ball lately. Have you considered, you know... Uh, the program of having Derek Zellner f- your mother. I have not, Coach. I don't think that would help. It helped your mother. She'll never be the same after that. She's going to limp, but she's going to have a whole new outlook on life. She's going to see Jesus. <laughs> a good limp. Yeah, she's going to see Jesus. Once Derek's pants come off, women don't see a penis. They see the Lord Christ in his glory. Chorus? <laughs> yeah, it's that oh. huge oh, noise happens. Like the start of Survivor, which won't be on for another 10 or 12 years, oh, but you'll get a few. <laughs> then the Lord reveals itself in a set of hairy nuts and a big old wiener called DZ's Package. <laughs> Your mom's going to see the light. You're going to start DZ's running the package, ball there. DZ's Package is a great band name. <laughs> Derek Zellner's Package. <laughs> How confused would Derek Zellner be if that band hit? <laughs> <laughs>
And number one this week, Jarek Zellner's package. What is happening? <laughs> what did it's I just miss? a coach at Gilbert High. Uh, anyway, so it's yeah, it's just a, this is reminiscing and the best thing in the world about what's happening today is that, and it could be a big dud. Who knows? He might come in here all sleepy I hope or something. Hope the bus shows up. Yeah, that's the other thing is that we get all hyped up and he just doesn't come. My, my buddy Kevin, when we were living together in Montana, he comes in. He's a big metalhead, played in bands like you. He comes in with these two albums. He goes, these two bands are going to set the tone for the next 10 years. Who was it? Warrant and Skid Row, because their first albums came out at like the same week, oh, like I think. 88 or 87 or something. Like it was 88, yeah. So it wasn't and much he better. Played, he he uh, played Dirty Rotten, Filthy, Stinkin' Rich for me, and I'm like, I don't think that band's quite on the other I never got level. the Warrant thing. I never did either. No. They were the more popular. Although, I do listen to Cherry Pie a lot. Yeah, I that tried first album, to understand the Warrant thing. It was just part of the, the the world I was in, so yeah. Warrant was part of it. Big talk, thirty two pennies. What, what? I saw what I saw them doing? at uh, Big Surf, and it was pretty fun. With Brett and his fingers? No, no, there was a night show. They dried up the pool that day. <laughs> yeah, they kept yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what was I going to be there for? There was a lot. Of, you know what's funny <laughs> no about water? that? No water, no yeah, You know what's weird about that is that there was crime tape around the water. <laughs> <laughs> Brett must have been there earlier they were that prepping. day. Yeah, Brett must have been there. A lot of girls just crying and crime tape. At Big Surf, you're pretty much sure that. And then there's some kid in the corner with slick gray silver hair. What are you talking about? You can't prove that. My hands smell like chlorine. DNA tested. It's not even a thing yet. Sorry, it's swim time. I get them confused. They don't have slides at Big Surf, do they? Yeah, they, yeah, do. they do, actually. Oh, they they do. Do. <laughs> back no, then, they didn't then. No, back then, it was right. a concrete bowl with you water in your feet off. Tortured oh, feet. man. It wasn't even sand. It was desert dirt. Yeah, it was miserable. Oh. Awful. It's great, but it was miserable. Well, t- miserable for who? The girls that you were raping? No, they enjoyed it. Don't burn yeah. your, that's what I like to hear. You don't burn your oh, fingers. Yeah. You think any girl was like, I was a big surf once, and I had this tingle, and I realized I was being molested. They do now. It was the best. How hope, you doing? I hope Somebody's some girl, flashback. I hope some girl oh, had no. it happen and was like, it was him. <laughs> it was him. <laughs> hey, you been. can't prove anything. <laughs> It's all good. I love that they used to <laughs> buy that. Don't have to prove it. You admit it. I didn't admit. She, you don't know which Not one it is. You, you don't know which one it is. Right. right. So there you go. Look, Larry Nasser. I'm good. You owe $380 million. Good. Put to me in a lineup. Every That's girl right. who's ever been to Big Surf, you owe $380 million. <laughs> put a lineup of hands. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. That's what it turned Italian into. Oh, wait a minute. There's a pinky ring on yeah. that one. That's no. him. <laughs> I remember a at pinky twelve. Ring. You had your pinky ring. It was all I remember is a pinky ring and an Italian horn stabbing the eye. <laughs> this is going on. He's a year younger than me. Meanwhile, me and John Stevens are at Big Surf trying to rub our nipples off on the concrete, <laughs> and he did it. Oh! You make it all the way to the end. You hit the thing. You slide off. And you go into this beach, and you run across that horrible. Just they just poured concrete to the end. They didn't. They didn't, like, bullnose it or anything. No. It was just the end of concrete, and it was so rocks. Some joker right? would throw some sand in there. Oh, uh, what? Like paint no, over it, it and the grains of oh, sand. Brady, it was paint. beach, and then the lip of the stuff, and it was a, a foot-wide chunk of concrete cut off. <laughs> and the, and if you fell off a file. you fell off your raft, your body would sail into that and over it. And John Stevens ripped his nipples off. Our goal was to get to the end. Oh. And we did it, and this so thing hit, bad. and he shoots onto the beach, and he gets up, and I swear to God, his were crying blood. It was horrible. Pouring out, each nipple ripped off, and they looked like big broccolis for like a month in PE. Tore his, just, just flat tore his off in eighth grade.
The only close that I remember is when you guys were training for the marathon. Oh, mine fell off twice. People, and people would come up looking like they got shot twice. I turned the corner on 44th Street running marathons. You gotta put that your nipples, nipples fall off. Wear off. What? They, yeah. they just from fall off. I can't explain to you how or why. Files it off. But just enough rubbing of your shirt, your nipples fall off if you're not right with it. And and none of that bag balm stuff or anything helped. Like all the training and everything else, your nipples don't get. You only ride a bike and your ass hurts for like the first eight rides and then you get used to it. The more you run marathons, the less your nipples participate in the comfort. They don't get harder, they don't get better. It's worse. So I had a bunch of pregnant ladies telling me, you got to rub bag balm on it and the horse stuff and utter, like cow utter junk. Every, if you watch a marathon, if you ever go to one, every quarter mile or so, there's a tent with people standing there with giant, you know, those tongue depressors? Yeah. Covered in some sort of glop. Yeah. Just like K-wires. For nipples. Under. It's all for nipples. Ugh. And I came running down 44, or uh, Camelback, turned on 44th Street about uh, mile 10 or 11, and I was in agony, and my shirt nippled blood just everywhere. They yeah, they you, came off about mile seven. At, you like, can see them streaming. Oh, they were God. gushing. Your nipples just come off. No clue what happens or how to fix it. I, I was using chapstick, Vaseline. Everything seemed to make it worse. And then whatever that utter juice that those pregnant ladies were giving. When you breastfeed, your kids tend to gnaw them up. <laughs> Hard so they run. have stuff for cow udders. Yeah. And the, they were telling me about that. I did that. I put tape Bag on bomb. them. I tried, I tried tape. I tried a bra. I tried all And my nipples just came off. They just fell off. <laughs> boom, boom. Mile seven. Ah, God damn it. There goes, the, ah, there goes the other one. And just pour blood. And then you got to imagine you got 16 miles left and your shirt's just like pouring salt in there. Your and buddy it, who got it down on that water side, all I had to do was go in the oh. wave pool and let those healing hands of Brett's. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Brett would have like, oh, no, no, no. There was no twink in here. This chick's on her period. Water. There was no oh. twink in here. No. This girl's on her period. My finger's coated in it. <laughs> hey, I'm a boy, and those are my where my nipple holes are. Get out of here. You're fingering my nipple wounds. Oh, you're in my spot. <laughs> I'm fingering some kid's nipple wounds. Get out of here. Hand in the hot. You made me think that was period juice on my fingers. Ah, I look like Mama's cooking there on my hand for a second. <laughs> Get some sauce and gravies. Oh, it was the worst. Yeah, I had no idea. I had no idea BJ's were happening till I was like eighteen. I knew my. I knew guys with girlfriends did. I knew they were getting stuff. I didn't know any of the other stuff was even a thing. No idea. And just blew it. Every chance I had, I blew it. And, and, and meanwhile, Sebastian Bach, who is the singer of maybe five, six years older than me, Max, right? So maybe. And I can't imagine he ever blew it. Uh, born in 68, 53. So he and I are the same age. He was 19 in 87 when that all started. Yep. Just three short years. <laughs> I was, oh my yep. God. I was, I was, I'm, I'm an R word. <laughs> Terrible. But it'll be fun. Pathetic. This guy says, seriously, 16, it didn't hit you? Uh, but ba- Brady had already been int- introduced to his aunt's cans by age 13. Brent's got digits <laughs> and sun splash. <laughs> Toledo had everyone beat because evidently Mima was the town bike. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody got on the ride. Sometimes a tandem ride. <laughs> we assume... If you were in politics, you were on my Mima. 
This <laughs> uh, poor Toledo stood in that doorway just watching his mom in the confusion of calling that dude daddy for a little while. <laughs> There's no confusion. It was Morris. Yeah, Morris. Yeah, great story. Anyway, I'm excited about today. It's going to be fun. So, uh, and tonight, Skid Row, well, not Skid Row, Sebastian Bach performs Skid Row, Slave to the Grind. And it's a going away party for Mark Randall, who doesn't really even want to go. But we don't care. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Brady, are you going to rave it? Yeah. You're going the night? Yeah, you're taking the it. 9 p.m., 10 p.m. stage time. Going for it. You're going in? For Mark Randall, man? Well, it isn't going to be for Mark Randall. It's, okay. He's just it's for us. Yeah, it's for the time. For, yeah, it's for the... It's a good time. Yeah. Don't force yourself I'm, now. I'm hoping maybe, you know... Does he make it halfway through the set? That's the question. Brady? Yeah. Whew. The bigger problem is going to be tomorrow 17 morning. songs here, because I'm looking at what he's been playing on tour so far. 11.30, 11.45. 17 songs. That's an hour and a half. Could be. Depends on the stuff in between. I don't see you getting through this. <laughs> I don't see you being happy tomorrow. I'd rather We're going to battle. We're gonna I'd battle. rather you didn't go tonight and save us the pain of tomorrow, Grouchy Brady. Oh, that's I've never seen Grouchy Brady. Oh, is that bad? Oh, not really? Happy. He's not yeah. a happy man. You won't see it. Oh, we won't. You're not going to come? You just stay home? <laughs> that's probably better. You're probably, that's probably the plan. Stick to that one. Look, we're going right now. Are you going to get like a big, long nap today? Maybe. This is big. I, yeah, I know. It is late. Like it's showing late up start. at 9? You're talking like a 10 o'clock start, right? Yeah. Well, I'm hoping to be able to talk to Sebastian anyway. He can push it up. No, you're not going to use the interview time to, to convenience you. <laughs> no, in between. No, no, no. Not in between. Don't Excuse bother me. Chief, me. can you uh, hey. that up a little bit? There's nothing worse for the rock star to hear. Going on a little late there, yeah. kid. Why don't we... Uh, <laughs> you think? We dump one of these early bands. Get you out hey, there bro. about 9P. That's a late start for you. Faster Pussycat only did like an hour. That's all they had. Well, that's all they, A, that's all they had. And it was uh, a minute for every person who was there. It's going to be a game day decision. Tonight? Yeah. Okay. We won't see Brady. No, no he's not going to go. There's no way he climbs in a car and drives to Marquee at 9 p.m. It's not happening. And that's all right. We forgive you. I'd like to see you, but I know that that's just, it's pulling teeth. There might that. be a possibility. Grumpy Brady's that show. bad, huh? You won't, no, get, yeah, you won't get the same enjoyment we it's get. Pretty, it's, pretty, it? it's pretty oh, uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's really detrimental to reading and paying attention, and which he, already he, has a problem. Really? Like, yeah, oh yeah, you can now imagine, imagine normal Brady uh, off his game. Yeah. And once we, and I mean, once that's we, really. And once we start bringing it up to him that he's tired, he'll he'll get he'll then he gets mad about. I'm not. I am not tired. <laughs> you guys are morons. A couple of jack slabs kept me yeah. up last night. Yeah. I don't know what the big deal I can was. see that. Yeah. <laughs> and then he starts critiquing how crappy it was because he regrets being out that late. I don't know. You guys like that? This is just the people watching us. Everybody was so dirty and a lot of pancake cans. And like, just, it'd be grumpy. It'd just be grumpy. He was like Country Club Brady starts to show up when he's tired and he starts looking around at people and he gets all judgy. Your mom has that too, which I love. Your mom gets into a group of people she doesn't like being in. You can see it in her face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if we should stay here. <laughs> like, why? We were in Sedona, and that one place was like there was a like a poor family of 15 in the lobby of that Mexican restaurant. Your mom did not want to be by that at all. I don't want to. I don't know if this is a, is this a good place. Is this a... Because she's looking over going, if they're happy here, we're not going to be. There's no way it can be good. It really wasn't. She was right. <laughs> she was right. It was for poor people. 
She's 100% right, and I, I admire it, because Bunny's... Tom! She starts to crinkle her nose and look around like, is everybody else as disgusted by this group of people as I am? Yeah. Is this where we live now? Is this, um, is this who we hobnob with? Bunny is not that way. Bunny's a little snobby. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. A little bit, in a good way, though. It's not like me. She just reads the room and goes, I don't want to be with these people. And I'm exactly like her. I don't think I want to be with them. You have to watch them eat. The bunny nose starts it starts to crinkle. You can see it. It's great. And your dad's just happy to be outside. Hey, this is great. Look, poor people. I like them. They're easy to manipulate. <laughs> But yeah, tonight's going to be tough. Start another coup. Going to be tough for you, Brady. But I'm, you know what? You show up, I'll be happy for you. But just let's not let it affect tomorrow. Bring in Kirby. Yeah, yeah, you and Kirby are going to head in. Yeah, (laughs) Brady plus one. Come on, Brady, just double up on that gas station speed. You'll be fine. Yeah, do some of that and get get a double Coco Moco. Start your day. (laughs) Crash out by eight thirty. You crazy? (laughs) That's bananas. You got a big day, though, because today, uh, I think Eric's family barbecue's coming by. We're having our little Christmas oh, get-together. You're going to load up on some heavy stuff in yeah. the middle of the day. Which could be good for the nap. Yeah, know. but it could also be really... If I have time. You have time for a nap. You don't always have time. <laughs> you, you'll make time for the nap. <laughs> Start one of those Hallmark movies, and you'll be out in five minutes. <laughs> John, I'm not trying to rub it in, but I used to get daily handies from a chick in my eighth grade film and Come video on. class. What? Every time we'd watch a movie, I'd get a handy. Good times. Eighth grade, I tried to kiss a girl. And what was the teacher's name? Didn't know what was going on. That would have been great. <laughs> That's even better. I tried to kiss a girl at Fiesta Mall. And we just opened mouths and did a thing and then stopped. Never did it again. I don't think I know how to. I don't think I'm capable. Eighth grade. I'm trying to remember the first, like. So far behind everybody. Actual effort kiss I tried to give. I had two effort kisses that failed miserably. Ham Ward. Ham Ward. Her name? First one, yeah. Not bad. Not great. Well, if it's the first one, I mean, it's not going to be. Oh, yeah. It's not going to be. Great. Figure, yeah. I was trying to figure it out. Yeah. I have so many awkward, fumbling attempts at a kiss. I don't really have a first kiss. You have just a bunch of trials? I, I don't know what was going on in a couple of them. Like, the first real one was just two people with their mouths open, like, breathing life into so each other. So you're such a... You're <laughs> there was such no a, tongue. So it was like, the first one was yeah. Station Andy or whatever that yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. So we were, it was a Andy doll. Was, yeah. I, I, was more in, I was more intimate on CPR day <laughs> So you're such a, a TV and, and uh, film guy that you just did movie star kisses right. with closed mouth. <laughs> I had my mouth open, but I just kind of bobbled my head. Ha- oh, I didn't know your tongue was and involved. And best kiss goes to... <laughs> I didn't know your tongue got in there, and that's gross. She's been eating. Ooh, what's going on there? We were at the there? Fiesta Mall food court a few seconds. You got corn dogs in there. I'm not going in after that. She was that a strawberry still Julius? had her hat on. Oh. <laughs> Who gets the strawberry Julius? <laughs> she had her hat on from that hot dog Well, place? that's like the tonsil, uh, the tonsil oh, stuff the tonsil. that comes oh. out of there. Out of the strawberries. Time yeah. out, sons. What kind of ghetto trash are you with? I have the strawberry Julius. I don't know. You were hanging out at Fiesta Mall. That's all I'm saying. Way before. That place is ghetto. Way before it got ghetto. Does that exist? Yeah. No, no, no. That was way before they sold all the baby clothes. <laughs> they still had the organ place in there. That's how oh, yeah. white that place was. Kimble? Kimble organs or whatever. That guy's dancing around. <laughs> I'm so happy. All the old people standing around. Oh, thrilled. Oh. Well, Dr. Barrow, this is great to get an organ. <laughs> You know, that's the probably the biggest uh, thing that's ever been done to America's elderly. Those mall organ stores. Wiping them out? Every grandparent had an organ. It worked. My, grand- my parent had one. 
My mom. She did? Oh, God. Like one of those organs? The oh, mall yeah, organs? Yeah, oh, yeah. man. My grandma not only had I one. I still, to this day, know how to play Roll Out the Barrel. Oh, yeah, you could hit that. the buttons. No, Ma- no, no. I know, this, I know the notes. Really? Yeah. I, just, I just found Bossa Nova, and I would smash the keys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my grandma not only had one, but the next time she went to the mall, upgraded, got a better one. She really? had it for like two years, and I'm like, yeah, this one's got all sorts. She didn't even play the piano. My grandfather had one, and he didn't even know how to play it either, but it just sounded good at the time. And they would, when we'd have company... They'd, They'd turn gather around it. <laughs> and that was going on in the background. Somebody should have been playing a song. <laughs> but Bossa Nova was on there and stuff like that was happening. So that was our own live porn soundtrack. That was going. our theme going. <laughs> when friends were, and that was summertime. In the winter, we get like Perry Como records. But yeah, and then she got that new organ. Those organs were a disaster. We had Perry Como. We had Jim Reeves. Oh, Jim Reeves made an appearance. But anyway, I'm excited. Is Sebastian Boss out there yet? Rockstar time. Not seen it yet. 7.20. This is getting close. He's sleeping until 8, though, so we're good. It doesn't matter. We'll get it. In about 10 minutes, I'm going to ask you to drive down there and start banging on the doors (laughs) of that bus. Make sure they're here. We'll just get them up. Get them in the Yaris and get them over here. I'll just text his tour manager again. No, no, no. Don't bother them. But just let them know that there's a lot of uh, reliving of the youth. My Uncle Rico concert life is coming back. This is just cool to me. Because that was one of those few times where I'm like, I want to be that guy. I think it's the. Fr- I think he. I think that was why I'm so excited about this. I remember being at that Bon Jovi Skid Row concert, seeing him, thinking, I want to be him. And that was the first time that it happened outside of baseball. That I want to be. That and that guy. was a good show. Skid Row and Bon Jovi. That's what I'm saying. It was a good show. There had to be nothing but ass at that show. Oh, that's. I mean, that's the boobs. Yeah, that's the one where I was grabbing oh, boobs. Boob. That it was unreal. It was unreal. It was a video, just exploded in real life, and it was all around me. Girls in bras, body gloves, shorts. When women, when a women field used of to boobs. Remember when women used to take care of themselves oh back in God. years and years ago? First time I saw Poison, that was that oh, show. Nobody was fat. Everybody looked incredible. Bras everywhere. Bras. No bras everywhere. People on shoulders. Like nobody's fighting. We're all having fun. Yeah, no, there's no pit. And now I go, pit. and it's just a, it just looks like Custer's Last Stand. It's just Indians and a few white guys fighting. <laughs> it's every rock concert I go to now, just Indians and white guys fighting like we're rehashing the Alamo. <laughs> what happened? When did that happen? And I love the music. I can go see, like I'm, you know, what is it, System of a Down's coming here with corn? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. that'll be fun. And then I picture it, and I'm like, Indians and white guys fighting. That's all I'm going to yeah. see. Yep. And then, like, a big girl that tries to get in the mix, and her boyfriend has to fight for her. There's none of that supermodel stuff going on all the way across the front row. You weren't getting much ass at a Slayer show or anything God, like that. No, you wouldn't want to. <laughs> you get diseases named after you. <laughs> but fair, you're go. not going to that for that. No, that when you're going for Indians yeah. and white guys. Yeah. <laughs> right. But again, I mean, but I the understand of, yeah, The party of rock music ended somewhere. Between Skid Row and Slayer. The free-for-all. Yeah. And it's always bothered me that we let that go. And country music took it. And that's just a gaggle of morons with all the hot girls. Which I think may be what we were. (laughs) The ballad went away. I think that drew them in, but... I don't know. Ballad's been around here. Nickelback even had ballads. Stained... I mean, they, you yeah. know, you're right. It didn't work. The ballads, they're there, but they're just not what they were. Yeah. 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 Now you have to go to, like, Molly shows for that. And they're just for all... ballad? No, 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 for, like, the full girl show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
because that Tame Impala thing was loaded with chicks with each other, but they were all so high that they were they, they, they couldn't comprehend words and they just like into the colors. Like I wouldn't want to be around you. <laughs> we were just having fun. I want that back. That was when I saw a day to remember, and it was like they're having a great time. There's girls in bras again. What's going on? Like chicks liked them. Yeah, that was an amazing show. But yeah, we got to bring that back because the Custer's Last Stand pits are. I don't want to see that anymore. What happened to the ladies? We need to invite them back to our music, and not with wimpy stuff, but not so much anger. You know, you go to a Foo Fighter show and you get yourself some decent-looking 35, 40 year old girls. But we need the for the youth, not for me, for the youth. I didn't see Royal Blood. Well, how was their show? Did you go? There was some. There was some. Eh, it was mostly it was Custer's last name. <laughs> mostly dudes. It was Custer. You get a few mixed in, but for the most part, you're looking at you're. I was in the balcony looking down on that one, and I'm like, that's eh, Custer's last name down there. Nothing quite like when Slayer takes us. Or Hatebreed. Hatebreed was a reenactment. Oh yeah. Of every Indian American war I've ever seen. And those dudes just want to fight. I seen Hatebreed and Typo Negative opening up. So you had the goths on one side and the guys at the Red Lace Doc Martens over here. And it was just an S show by the time Hatebreed hit stage. Meanwhile, a whole tribe in the middle going, let's do this, Whitey. And it's on. And they opened up the the wall of death and just ran at each other at the marquee. I was like, oh, my God. It's Gettysburg all over here. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it was north and south. Anyway, well, we'll see. I'm very excited about today. It's 726. What do you got for the uh, Big Board of Musical Treats? All right. It's the Wake Up Song is brought to you guys by Action Ride Shop. Time to get that Christmas shopping done. You got the kid that's riding BMX, doing some uh, snowboarding, skiing, whatever. They got you covered. Check them out online at actionrideshop.com as well as on Instagram, Facebook, and stuff. So Sepultura, Slayer, speaking of which, uh, Norma Jean, Corn, and I just we got to go skid row Absolutely. this morning. So uh, Slave to the Grind came up a couple times. Monkey Business came up, but I think we did Monkey Business last time, so probably go Slave to the Grind. Let's do Slave to the Grind. And that's apparently that's what he opens the show with. Oh, so. Brady, then you can leave right after. Yes. Okay. Although you got to stick around for Monkey Business, oh, which yeah. is the closer. Which is, it's like three from the bottom. The bookends. What's Here's the closer? There it is. On the uh, set Celebrate. Oh, get, get the, the F, F out. out. Okay. But Monkey Business, then Youth Gone Wild. And then get the F out. Yeah. Okay. Great closing song. That's just a great finish. Oh, my God. This is going to be fun. My buddy Marty said, Sebastian replaced a local guy named Brett Kaiser in the band Madam X back in New York. That was his first real band. Hit him with a local connection. Brett has been a detention officer, and Madam X is back together. They still record and tour. No kidding. Wow. The guy he replaced is a detention officer. There you go. Here's where, here's where you're going to bring a tear to your eye. Yeah. What if she's there? Oh, I, I bet you I couldn't get my arms around her. <laughs> Ravages of time. That was 35 years ago. <laughs> you oh, I can't even. These cans are. How many kids did you have? 11? Don't tell my husband we're doing this again. Like, don't worry about it. I'm not telling anybody about this. <laughs> In fact, I might have to kill you just so you don't say a word. Did you eat the former you? <laughs> like, what happened? <laughs> Do you know Joey Chestnut? <laughs> You'll be warm. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Especially if it starts raining like it's supposed to. And I can cut her open like a tauntaun and get inside. <laughs> I'm getting in there. Oof, this is nice. And it'll be the first time I was ever inside her because I blew it back in the... Uh, <laughs> 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 
You can sleep in one of my creases and fold. You still like your armpit getting sucked? Should be a remote under that one. Hey, I think I found a baby. Oh, that's me giving birth. You found the honey hole. Oh. Thought it was a tummy roll. No, that's the birth canal. What happened to you? I'd post the picture online from that concert that I have of me, Mark, the girl whose boobs I grabbed. Because I have it. And it's like it, people use it all the time. Somebody posted it on my Facebook page. Oh, no kidding. I don't want that poor girl to have to. Can we put it out there? We should probably blur her out. It's not fair to do to well, her. She's not going to look like that anymore. Well, I'm not talking about looking like Of course, that's going to make <laughs> her feel bad, too. huge. She doesn't need to be reminded of this. She doesn't need to be the one that goes, hey, take that picture of me down. I don't want to be the one who's sucking armpits in a park. Plus, I don't know her name. If I knew her, it would be different. I don't know her at all. Oh, so embarrassing. Oh, you oh, know The her. bus has pulled up, boys. I can't even imagine. There he is. All right. This is going to be fun. All right, let's do it. Slay there she the is. Get her up. All right, there's the picture. Oh, God. And then you can't see the the shot there. And you think right in that picture that Stebbings is the one making that kill. Yeah, no kidding. That's Stebbings? That's Mark, yeah. <laughs> he was six feet tall, 180 pounds in sixth grade, and never changed. Now he's 320. He's huge now. <laughs> he's you go. always the same height. There you I go. Know, the bus is here. Sebastian is arriving. All right, let's get right to it. It's your wake-up song, Skid Row. Throwback Tuesday. We're going back in time, and I'm loving every second of it. It's Skid Row, Slave to the Grind. Uh, one of the best rock songs ever made. It's 19, 1991. Believe yeah. that? It's 98KUPD. Go get them. The book cherry right there lit up. It's 744 in the morning sickness, and it's time now for Brady to give you all the news that only Brady knows. We call this the Brady Report, brought to you by our friends over at Hooters and Bud Light. And that Change is it. it up, bro. Huh? Get your wild America. Oh, I do. Why is that happening? Yeah, good thing. He's, he's all giddy because the yeah, bus is got here. a lot to plan here. Yeah, I know. This is a big day. Old conquests and all the failures. You have to carry him through this, Brady. Yeah, thanks, Brady. And tomorrow I'll carry you. <laughs> Not physically. Don't put me to the test. I got a new hip. You can do it. Yeah, I can't do it. There's no way. The Arizona Humane Society uh, is reminding you with Hooters uh, and us here at 98 KUPD to adopt, not shop. Check out today's featured pet. All time, at, or and uh, the adoptable pets we have at the Humane Society all over the website. And then head Another, to Hooters. Uh, German Shepherd did it. Which one is today? The name? You know, I didn't see it. I just know I did all those videos and I loved every one of them. There wasn't a dog in the mix I didn't like. And by the way, Shark has been renamed Sergeant. Shark got adopted last week by a guy who trained and dealt with uh, uh, German Shepherds and I think the Marines and uh, has contacted the Humane Society and has gone on about uh, great things with that. It's phenomenal. I hope Mr. Worldwide keeps his name. Peanut though. butter. That's a great. Peanut butter's today. Peanut butter was uh, one of the ones I shot last week, or was filming with last week. It was great. Peanut butter's an amazing one. And peanut butter had his, the thing about peanut butter that I remembered most, and it's almost worth a trip to the Humane Society to look at this, uh, he was not uh, neutered before he got, so the, when they get to the Humane Society, it's like the first thing they do is spay and neuter, which is brilliant. Please do it. Uh, but peanut butter's balls were like mine. And they just, for a dog, they just take the balls out. And then the sack kind of shrivels away. Well, peanut butter is an older, like, I don't know, it's like one. It's five. It's is like he five? Okay. I was, I, I, I was, but it was way, you know, his balls had already dropped and developed, and they were good size. This empty bag swinging around like a curtain in the wind. You can't, you can't take your eyes off of it. It's fantastic. Peanut butter was amazing. 
Uh, I loved that one. That was a fun dog. So peanut butter is available today. And Hooters and uh, Learner and Row will waive the adoption fees if you want to do that. And, of course, uh, the Arizona Humane Society. Staying busy. They uh, they're went through a great period there where they were the shelter was almost empty a couple of times during COVID. Now they're seeing almost record numbers. They're, they're loaded up because people are back to work, and a lot of them are, you know, hardships and things like that. So there's a lot of animals out there. Need homes. 12 Days of Strays. It has been an amazing success. We're knocking them out. Mr. Worldwide needs a home. Something fierce. That girl yesterday, that little one I had yesterday, Hera. Was Mr. Worldwide got it up. He did? Yeah, remember yesterday? Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. They did say that. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, he keeps his name. I forgot about that. But Hera is the other one that was yesterday and today. Peanut butter. I get another dog named Jelly. You're in great shape. Uh, it's all right there on our website, 98kupd.com. Thank you, Hooters. Brady reported. Good Tuesday morning to you, Phoenix. Hello, world. Hi. Happy National Free Shipping Day. If you're a Prime member, that's every day. Got a couple of baseless yeah, fun don't facts. Don't be cheap. Yeah, don't be cheap. Pay the extra. Yeah. You're not going to have a choice in a couple of days. What do you mean? To get it in time for Christmas. Well, I'm just saying, if you're a Prime member, they do the shipping for free. Yeah, so you're already paying for it. You don't have to worry about that. Drinking a beer in space is impossible because it remains foam. Huh. The bubbles of the carbon dioxide and the carbonated beverages aren't buoyant in a weightless environment. Cancel space. Yeah. Can't have beer Ooh. at all? So that means soda, too. Yeah. I'm out. Yep. Oh, you'll just have to... You could do the 11-minute ride without a soda. Can I? Yeah. Are you sure? Have you seen now, me for 11 well, minutes without a Coke? And that's like 40 minutes of getting the suit on. There's no possible way I could go 11 minutes without a Diet Dr. Pepper. It's not a thing. Sting the singer doesn't own the rights to the name Sting. Registered owner in the U.S. Patent Office is the pro wrestler, Sting. Do I own the rights to, to my name? Uh, Do you? No. Well, you got that yachtsman that might have a challenge there. But I could sell. Well, no, but you could. Uh, yeah, how do you delineate? I don't it? know how you do that. Like he can't market. The wrestler sting. lets him use it. Sure, that's nice of him. But the uh, <laughs> even though he was first in, <laughs> yeah, that's really nice. It's like, yeah, you can use it too, Sting. But Sting couldn't sell like action figures of Sting from the police, like yelling at background singers and being just a complete prick. His little action figure Kit couldn't sell. Sting, the Sting wrestler could sue him for that, so he can't merch it. Basically, on certain things, well, I like think. almost everything. Like if if it's Sting and it's being sold, the wrestler can get the money. If you got but Sting someone, kind of money, why aren't you just buying that name? Right, and you I wouldn't mean, just be done with it. And you're not worried about throwing your merch out, right? Like your albums, that's different. That's just your name. You can't help that. But if you legally change your name, don't you just own that name? You just can't sell it, like you know, as a as your product, like yeah. Sting's you know floor wax. Well, as I I mean, sometimes you could in that category you could own Sting, but the under the following categories. No, I don't know. Because you could, could you know if someone opens up Sting Restaurant. Right, but if it's Sting Restaurant and it's uh, his face and stuff, and he's selling, yeah, it, now like the other guy to... might be like, all right, well, I want some. And Sting the Wrestler would come after Sting the Singer because eventually one of them's going to... Yeah, there's some cash involved. The word malaria comes from medieval Italian. Malaria. Translates to bad air. It's because people initially thought bad-smelling air from swamps spread the disease. 
They didn't know it was the Skeeters. They assumed it was Italians that caused malaria. Does it smell like swamp people? (laughs) And they always look wet. It's true. I'm just saying. 44% of Americans say they'll make a resolution at the end of the year for the beginning of 2022. That's down from 50% a year ago. But of that, of the resolutions, 10% of people stick to their resolution. Right. So make a, like, do like I do and make a resolution to gain 45 pounds this year. And you won't do it because your resolutions always fail. And then it's a good thing. They say 47% of all resolutions will fail by February 1st. Sure. Because they're all stupid. Got a new dating term. Actually, it's not new, but I haven't heard it. It's, it's called snow globing. Mm-hmm. It's when someone uses the holidays to make you think the relationship is more serious than it really is. Oh. So you can, you know, you get all romantic, you get a Christmas gift, you might even meet the family. But once the holidays are over, things cool down. Yeah. So they get, so it's girls do this. They get overly yeah. excited about the love it's and, and emotion yeah. of the holidays. And then afterwards, reality sets in. Ooh. And they're miserable again. Damn it, that thing is Thanks on for escorting own. me through the holidays. Right. So they're not lonely for, it's like wedding yeah. season. Girls will get a boyfriend if they've got a couple weddings to go to and treat you like a god for a couple weeks. And then when the weddings are over, because they don't want to go alone. They want to date and they want to seem like it's serious. Because they don't look like whores. Yeah, but you're supposed to dump them before the holidays. If Abs- that's, well, we're past that. Why are you going to spend the cash? You're past that. <laughs> that's now. a guy. Yeah. If, that's, if you did not yeah. dump by Halloween, right. you're in it. Oh, yeah. You're screwed. Your presence in it. You're also taking, it's almost like moving in together to go through a holidays yeah. with a girl. Yeah, and then you got to speed it up in the beginning of January to avoid Valentine's. Well, that's you, you got to <laughs> yeah. stay 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 uh, away until Valentine's right. Day. You want to avoid Valentine's Day the way Brady avoids pronouncing it correctly. Yeah, say it right. <laughs> Valentine's. Valentine's. Yeah. Valentine's. Exactly. Yeah, you, the, the dump factor for Valentine's, Brady, so you follow, <laughs> is January 4th. Yeah. You, you pick a fight on New Year's Eve, you ruin that. And I mean a big boy. And then you walk away on the second, and then the third, you're like, I just, uh, we'll talk tomorrow. And on the fourth, you say, look, I got to get back to work. Everything's, I just, this isn't working. Oh my God, I thought it was so good. I don't know. You're just not for me. But if you're in it and you don't want to be, you have to, you have to go through the holidays now. Because this is suicidal stuff to break up with somebody right now. No matter if you're not that serious or not, there's a feeling, there's a different feeling to have a relationship right now. You can't dump people the week before. Christmas. They're, bringing you to, they're bringing you to dinner and oh. holiday parties. Families and, are involved. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it seems more serious. You've, you've blown it if you're a guy thinking, if you're pounding your steering wheel right now, well, God damn it, you have to go through the holidays. Or just become a Jehovah's Witness like today and don't celebrate any. But you're this doomed. 30-year-old woman named Demi Skipper went viral for an elaborate challenge she created called the Trade Me Project. Mm-hmm. It's basically the trade-up deal. Started with a bobby pin. 28 trades later. Camaro. A house. Oh, wow. The bobby pin uh, went to... Who's got a house to trade? There are asses out there. It's not (laughs) elaborate. It's in Tennessee. The house is... uh, Oh, well, then there you go. The house is worth about 40K. 40K, okay. Yeah. So it's a one-room shack. No taxes. Mobile homes. Um, It's in Tennessee. You know, the the bobby pin went to a pair of earrings. Earrings led to a set of glasses, then a vacuum, snowboard. Got a uh, Tesla and traded the Tesla for the house. 
How the hell did you get a Tesla from Tesla's a Bobby? Worth more a than used that. Tesla for, no, was not. valued around twenty thousand dollars. The Model Three is there's the house. hilarious. Oh, is that the one? It's the funny one. That's it's, it's from the one. like a Dyson to a Tyson. Yeah, right? <laughs> what? almost there's Tesla. Uh, the house isn't terrible. No. She had a tractor. The worst trade is the bobby pin for the earrings. The the other thing that was worth uh, twenty thousand dollars was the Chipotle celebrity card worth about twenty grand. Ooh, jealous! Brady. Look at that face. Yeah. Did you see him light up? Yep. Whew. Set that trade up. That house is about what I pictured. It's all right. Yeah. You got to live in Tennessee. Actually, nicer than I thought it would be. Yeah. There's yeah. places in Tennessee that you'd live, and then there's places you wouldn't. Yeah. Tennessee's a lot Brady's like Arizona. Buddy Tickle, I think, is from Tennessee. Oh, every is he? time That's they right. show him moonshine, yeah. I'm like, the yeah, cities are nice. Oh, yeah. The, Nashville uh, is awesome. Ooh, don't drift. Don't Memphis get up. is cool, no, but don't it's. Drift. it's uh, I heard it's a little rough if you get it's, away it's from Graceland. I got a buddy in Nashville. It's yeah. hard times. City limits. Stay in the city limits where the people are. Otherwise, you're getting raped. Woodsy style. Health officials in New Zealand say a guy recently lied to get vaccinated 10 times in a single day. Sounds like he may have been getting, uh, posing as other people who paid him to get their vaccinations. All right. As far as we know, he's okay. This guy's Genius. Jabbed 10 times. If then, you're an anti-vaxxer, man, you want to go to like... Just find a pincushion. My buddy Chris wants to go to the show tonight, right? Mm-hmm. He's got, oh, they, te- they, get, they make you show the card or a test and you want to go get tested. No. Let's do, like, go get a homeless guy. And get like, and you get every like eight or nine of your friends that are anti-vaxxers, a bunch of QAnon people, hire one homeless guy and take him all over to CVSs and have him jabbed over and over and over again. He's putting stuff in his body already. He doesn't yeah. care. They but interviewed he's got the 10 guy. Chips in him. He's fine. He's fine. The nanobots that keep yeah. track of him. He he already believes that. Yeah. They caught up with the guy later that day, and he said, "I'm fine." <laughs> hire the homeless to go get your cards. Brilliant. That way you avoid the jab, but you're still playing social games. I like how they say they're, they're not sure if there's any long-term effects. Because they're not. I don't got to put that scumbag in your car and bring him down to CVS. <laughs> no, I'm out. I'll take the jab. Do it like uh, day laborers and get a pickup truck. Go rent a pickup oh, truck true, at yeah. U-Haul and stuff him in the back of that. That way you don't have to converse. And then you go down and get, you have him getting jabbed and you get, for, for a $10 fee, I'll get you a card. I got a guy. And just load him up like a pin cushion. That's a great idea. I bet you that's going on in New York a lot with the hobos. Oh, yeah. Because now 5 to 11-year-olds in New York can't do anything without a vaccine card. Right. 5 to 11. So if you jab them, then you get you just get a hobo to do the card. That's brilliant. Give a hobo 20 bucks, have him go over, take a shot, tell him it's heroin, he'll be thrilled. Well, thanks for coming in, <laughs> Debbie. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Enjoy the sixth grade. Uh, okay. <laughs> What's next? Can I just do them all here? You got a cigarette? You know I'm Robert. <laughs> oh, you want another shot? Yeah, because I'm Robert now. From Long Island. Mm. I'm in Long Drive. <laughs> Dude, get to stabbing, sister. Come on, OJ. What's all these other Come scars? on, OJ, stab away. <laughs> a dude from Tulsa, Tulsa, Oklahoma, drove to a Walmart on Saturday night, and he parked in a fire lane. Some cops saw it and asked him to move. He did. And he parked it in a spot that was reserved for police. Oops. There was a sign posted and everything. The cops looked at the plates, discovered the car was stolen. They arrested the guy for dry, uh, driver and fraud. 
for illegal. Mm. He stole the car. These are not words. Confused. It wasn't a sentence, really. Okay. A lot of no. They're words. Well, they're words. The car. Yeah, not in the order. car was stolen, but they also arrested him for fraud. Yeah. He said for driving. And his uh, passenger mm-hmm. had fentanyl on her. Oh, that's drugs. In addition to the drugs, she also had. A, <laughs> she gave See, police a. Imagine fake him name. tired now. Man. Imagine him staying up too late. So she had fentanyl and drugs, and gave him a fake name. Okay. Fentanyl is drugs. You got uh, two ladies <laughs> named. Uh, <laughs> roll through it. Moving train. Cheryl Becker and Linda Rinaldi worked together at a hospital in Connecticut 30 years ago. Now they're back in touch after they both started researching their ancestry. They took DNA Uh-oh. tests, found out they were uh, half sisters. Oh. And they just been buddies? Guess so. We got a There's no wild end world so it's radio just video. Two ladies who may or may not be half sisters. Is your story? Yeah, they are half sisters for sure. Yeah, and they were just friends before they went like they lesbians. Worked at the same hospital. There's nothing really interesting as far as like they have to stop their relationship because now it's creepy. Just just found out they're half half sisters. Oh, no. That's nothing. I got a, I got a wild world. It isn't a thing. Radio video. Okay. Well, Toledo could have that happen to him. Yeah. What was the story? My uh, Jay at uh, Tactical Black was telling me yesterday about Steve Jobs. He's reading that book. And Steve Jobs' dad. You know that story? So he was always looking for his dad and stuff. This is a good story. It made me almost want to read a book, and then I thought better of that. <laughs> uh, he would go to this diner every day and hobnob with this waiter who was a nice guy. And back and forth, back and forth they went. Finally finds a couple of connections and realizes that that waiter that he's been going to see was his dad. He searched the world, searched the globe for his dad, and he'd been going in there and out of this restaurant the whole time. Just yeah. like, yeah, I got this. And I don't know if the guy ever knew, and Steve Jobs, you know, that it was him. Isn't that crazy? And then he found his sister somewhere else. I did hear about that one. And she at one point said, I hope if uh, I have a long-lost relative, it's either John Travolta or Steve Jobs. And it was his sister. She didn't know. Wow. And it turned out to be that. Isn't that crazy? Much better than Brady's half-sister nonsense. <laughs> Two chicks at a hospital found out their half sisters. The end. So your wild world radio video. Oh boy. Oh, how come you didn't do the thing? I was waiting. No. Hello, my friends. I'm Brady Bogan, and this is your <laughs> wild, wild world radio video. This cab driver in India oh, oh is no. going viral. Angels down because he saved an injured <laughs> monkey. <laughs> He's doing perform CPR mouth to mouth. CPR now, capuchin. I'm Look at the end of this video. I'm calling uh, shenanigans. That he knocked it out in the first place? No, the monkeys. He makes us. You hear the sound, and it sounds like the monkey reviving. But the monkey's in his arms, still like a rag doll. Oh, it's dead. He is doing mouth to mouth on a monkey. He's like blowing him up like a balloon. Hi. He just opened his eyes. That's sort, I guess. He's definitely paralyzed. This is not what you do to something with a spinal injury. Rag doll. No watch. He's moving. Yeah, right. he's moving. Yeah, his okay. hands gripping the that guy. The first time I wow. watched him, like that Indian street yeah. saved a monkey. <laughs> that is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Is that real? Like he pulled over on the side yeah, of the road, saved to a, a macaque, who a down macaque, and blew it back to life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't even know what to say about that. That is, uh, we're dealing with a miracle here. So he saw roadkill and revived it. Yeah. Does he get to keep that? That's the kind of juice monkeys have. Ah, That's the kind of juice that uh, the the Indians have. That is a, what a, wow. I've seen a lot of roadkill. I've never once thought I'm going to pull over and save that wild animal's life with my mouth. (laughs) That's Uh your wild world. I'd be afraid it would wake up and start to try and kill me. Yeah, it would go crazy. Yeah, That's what surprised yeah, anyone else. And it just did that. He was grateful and like hung on. That's horrifying. I would do not. That's like worse than they got to do like Tosh does with those. But don't try this at home. Please. You got to get out and let them know. Just do the chest compressions. No yeah, need to go mouth just to, to mouth the anymore. BG staying yeah. alive, right? You can't tell by the way I or do any Bollywood music. I don't know Bollywood well enough, but it's pretty fast. I'm going to go too fast. That's the song from uh, uh, Slumdog Millionaire is going to make me kill that monkey. We've got a couple more. Radio videos. Okay. First one is uh, this drunk guy, his buddy. They're drinking beers. And uh, looks like some uh, White Claws. <laughs> but his buddy's passed out on the table, and he does the old slap on the head. That's how drunk the right. friend is. And his buddy looks up. The Indian guy would have revived him. This was his way of reviving his I just smack, smack a drunk in the face. At the end yeah. of it, he says, did you just effing hit me? All right, so, I got it. I'll follow that. Warning ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Dig it. Thanks for the, thanks for the cues. Well, you got to see the video to make it count. Oh, yeah, well, that's, now, hold on. on. I heard, I heard oh, the slap. Was... We have to, de- in order to describe it's it to the people. Effect. You see it. Yeah. You hear it before you see it. <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh, he licks his fingers to do it, too. Big ginger. Oh, and he hits the guy good and hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the guy woke up and had no idea what happened. That is a Coors Light party right there, what you got going on. Coors Light and White Claw. Next one is a guy. <laughs> those dudes Those dudes are Rittenhouse fans. Look They're mixing at them. it up. They're big Rittenhouse guys. There's a Confederate flag in somebody's bedroom in that two-bedroom apartment for eight eighty a month. Next one is a guy. 880, not in this current. No, apartment. no. Yeah, oh, 880 in that apartment, Rich. It exists. Working his remote. Uh, a little robot. Yeah, kind of Got a robot. Mm-hmm. Those are impossible. Oh, it's going to. Oh, no. Has he Got trained it to time. beat him off? Really? Is it in good? Oh! <laughs> it's got a little pincher on the end of it. And it just grabbed that kid's scrotum. You didn't know that was going to happen? Nerd. Yeah, why would you drive your robot? <laughs> He's an idiot. He's controlling it. That's like putting a lobster on your lap, you dummy. Yeah. Yeah, he's in control of yeah. it. Yeah, I think he was trying to make it so it beats him off, and it grabbed too much of the scrote. He built a beat-off robot, because look at him. He's a yep. nerd who builds robots. Back to yep. the drumming board, Eugene. <laughs> the last one is someone in their house hearing a little drip going on in the ceiling. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. We got a leak going on. No. There's okay. a heavy snow. Okay. Kill the nerd. All right, next. All right. Ooh, that's not a little leak. Oh, man. Merry Christmas! That apartment's eight eighty a month too. Wow! Wow! That's a lot of snow. Oh yeah! Not a healthy place to live. All right, there you go. That was that girl's house she traded for forty grand. <laughs> right, well, it started with a bobby pin, so it's worth it. <laughs> trade you some earrings for that bobby pin. That's a, that's the worst trade of the bunch. Bobby pin's worth nothing.
Uh, it's 8.06. That's it. There goes your Brady Report. And you can check out Peanut Butter at 98kupd.com and, uh, and do the adopting thing because it's the 12 Days of Strays and it's coming up. We're going to do it for uh, today all the way through Friday at the Dog a Day. And they're going fast. One every day. Got another one going out the door, which is phenomenal. So check it out, 98kupd.com. And thanks to uh, the Arizona Humane Society, first of all, Hooters and Learner and Row, because those guys are knocking down the adoption fee to zero. So these dogs are ready to go home with you right now. You don't have to worry about those fees and get yourself a healthy, uh, beautiful new best friend. That's awesome. It's 807. Uh, we got uh, Sebastian Bach going to join us in just a little bit. It's 98 KUPD. It's Everlast right there. What is like? It's 19. This glorious Tuesday, the 14th of December, which is a day that will live in my uh, infamy as far as my life goes because this is going to be fun for me. And, now, and look at this. Uh, people are crowding out in the parking lot, and John Gordon's here way earlier than normal. Uh, somebody said, could you imagine that chimp, side-of-the-road chimp that you showed the uh, picture of, if Cuckleto tried to help it out after what he did to you with the Heimlich last year, John? Oh, my God. Could you, <laughs> Brett, you witnessed <laughs> yeah, it. Could oh, you yeah. imagine him handling something oh. <laughs> as small and fragile as that little macaque monkey, the way he, he threw my chest and blew me up over and over? Worst Heimlich maneuver I've ever seen, and I was part of it. I performed the Heimlich maneuver on Megan back in 2009 or 10. Made her choke up a dry burger chunk. You saved a life. I saved her life. Saved that life, I tell you. Uh, and I didn't know what I was doing, but it wasn't as violent and terrifying as what Toledo did to me. It was awful. He did to me what he, like his dad would do to him if he ever saw him again, which is pick him up and throw him around a restaurant. Cave the chest <laughs> to in. kill him. It was the worst time like I've ever seen in my life. Uh, uh, some girl just emailed goes, Oh my God, Sebastian Bach is going to be there? I'm like, yeah. I had such a crush on him. Ask him why he was on the Gilmore Girls. Duh. I'm going to be all over that. That's a- Question two. Question two. After hello, how are you? He was on the Gilmore Girls, though. He had quite a run there outside of this stuff. So uh, Sebastian Bach is going to join us in just a couple seconds. Uh, uh, former lead singer of Skid Row performing tonight at Marquee Theater. The entirety of Slave to the Grind, which is in the year of 1991. One of the top five albums that came out that year. And you got to remember Pantera. Nirvana, Pearl Jam, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Metallica, Guns N' Roses. Uh, that that 1991 was a year for rock and roll, and I mean an absolute monster. And they're in it, and hold up, they're not like the weak, you know, backup players. These guys, that album is outstanding. And if you want to see it live, it's a, uh, it's 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 a dose of rock and roll, top to bottom. Yeah. And then in the middle, I'll make you cry, and grab some can, and maybe kiss it. Like I did. Suck some armpits. That's right. Have you, uh, <laughs> oh, that's a terrible uh, it's eight twenty one. Sebastian Bach joins us next. It's 98 KUPD. I don't even have to say about Dave Draymond? Yeah. Okay, we'll ask you about that. I'll ask you about anything you want to talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Sebastian Bach is here hey, from Gilmore Girls. how's it going? That's what we'll just say. From Gilmore Girls, <laughs> no, from, Sebastian Bach. From Glendale, Arizona. Originally from Glendale or moved Not here Not originally. Right. Okay. Um, those who have read my book will know and those who haven't you can go buy it at Amazon <laughs> and then you will know <laughs> it's in the book so don't tell them it's called 18 in life on skid row but <clears throat> i was in a band called madam x mm-hmm. from detroit and we somehow worked out a deal is there can i work my volume sure. yeah, 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 yeah right, right there right, that's yeah, it you're doing it right too, there okay Oh, 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 I feel like Dr. Johnny Fever. <laughs> Here we go. We'll get into that in a minute. I feel like Venus Flytrap. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. I feel like so, Herb Tarlick. <laughs> he died, dude. I know. That's sad. Well, Brady should be dead. That's Look at him. That's very sad. 
<laughs> We're just counting the days. That makes me sad. That Brady's dead or Herb's dead? Uh, a little bit of both. That no, Herb yeah. Tarlow. Oh, yeah, not Brady's. He so was much. my inspiration to wear white shoes. Herb Tarlow. Yeah, was. matched with a white belt. Well, yeah. I don't have a white belt, but. Anyways, so. <laughs> You're I was Madam in a band. X. I was in a band from Detroit called Madam X. And uh, somehow we worked out a deal with the owner of a bar called Rockers on Indian School Road. Barely remember. Oh, that's Rockers. way back. Do you that remember? Is a long yeah. time ago. Yeah, that was way back in the day. That, that, that's, yeah. that, and so we moved here. I was 16. Oh I lived God. in Glendale near the Circle K. I know, I know there's more than one. <laughs> nope, it's the only one. The Sebastian Box Circle K no. now, too. We even there call was it one. Yeah. And uh, we could only rehearse at 7 in the morning. Oh, Well, God. it reminds me right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. You got a little deja vu almost. There's no way you can get good. But I was a little kid. I was a little boy. Yeah. And I, my, my vivid remember, memory of rockers on Indian School Road is at the end of the night when Rick Rocker, he owned the bar. <laughs> that was his name, Rick. I lived at his house. Good I was God. a child. And he, at the end of the night when he wanted to get people out of the bar, he would get out his leaf blower. <laughs> blow them out? Yeah. He'd blow everything. He'd go, time to go. That was last call. <laughs> And you guys, Last call! How often did you play rockers? How often were you in? Every, every day at 7 a.m. Oh, that was just a rehearsal oh, place. Practice. So every where, morning. Because we couldn't afford to pay him. Did you work in the daytime? Yeah. Where did you work like here? like te- telemarketing. Oh, no. Telemarketing. Sebastian Bach was calling people trying yeah. to sell them like... Uh, Try, uh, ink toner for, for your <laughs> printer. Right? Hey, Mrs. Were you good at hey, it? Hey, Mrs. Johnson, <laughs> yeah, we'll call her that. I've got you down for another pint of black ink. Settled <laughs> by the pint. I, can, I need a gallon. It could be a quart. I think you may have been drinking. <laughs> You're selling pints and, and handles of printer stuff. juice. That was homemade printer well, we juice. Used to, we used to do other things. Oh, other I than understand. Drink. Yeah, it was the like 80s. noon. Oh my God. We would be like. Hi, Mrs. Johnson. Well, sure. I've got you down for $45 worth. Of, we can deliver it. Of yeah. black ink. Man. I so have you're, to, hold on. You're 16. Yeah. And your parents let you do this. Well, or no. it was a different time. Yes, it was. Uh, this was back in the day when there was like a career in rock. Mm-hmm. And, and, and lots of people. Long time ago. <laughs> lots of people. But it was real. It was no, real. It was real. And and, and and were your parents excited about it? Because no, you were like you they weren't, weren't you excited. singing. You were singing as a kid, like all the time. Like, well, I was in the church choir. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you sang in the church um, choir. So you're, it's not like you had this like I'm leaving. I'm going to be a rock star. It was like people. Everybody and you agreed had a big on, family too. So mm-hmm. where are you in that order? I was the oldest male, uh, but uh, as I say back then, it was like you know, it was the dream. You were chasing the dream. The, the only thing I can say is that, it, you know, KUPD, when I came and lived yeah. here, yeah. I listened to this It was station. a thing. Yeah. I listened to this exact station. Isn't it crazy? Station. It's still you, here. You guys are still here. 40 years. But, I, I um, you know, uh, all I can say is that it, it was a real um, dream, yeah. as, as you said. And so you go from Rockers in Glendale. Yeah. And, uh, by the way, a friend of mine says that Brett, the guy you replaced, Kaiser, was, yeah, Kaiser. is working as a detention officer here. Yes. Don't mess with Brett. Do you know him? Do you guys yes, still stay in a, contact? Uh, yeah. We did a, a, a cruise ship. And no by, kidding. Yeah. Monsters of Rock. Yeah. With, with, oh, yeah? 
yeah, uh, Madam X and you guys were all together again? Yes. Oh, my God. How yes. cool was that? So. It's cool, but you know what? I didn't even say this yet. We are playing tonight. Yes. <laughs> we are playing tonight. Let's get this out of the, the way. At the Marquee Theater. Uh, this is the 30th anniversary of the Slave to the Grind record, yep. yeah. which is the first album to debut at number one, heavy metal, on the Billboard chart. Yeah. And... Um, Let's talk about that. And thanks okay. for doing this because well, this is an awesome record. This is, I always thought oh, that Skid Row, got, I've, I've said it for years, you guys got lumped into hair metal when you were so much more than that. Guns N' Roses escaped it. Pantera obviously jumped right out yeah. of there. You guys didn't for some reason. I don't know what you're referencing. <laughs> your beautiful locks, Sebastian. <laughs> but it wasn't. I, I, where did you get I, that idea? You know, <laughs> you, you try to piss me off. Man. <laughs> well, look at my head. All I can say yeah. is that I'm against I, hair. I, I, want, I want to be respected for my art. I'll, I'll have you know. I can't get I'll past have the hair. You know. But I look at it and I say, like that is a that is a quintessential rock album. And in 1991, you had. Oh, you're doing stuff. You had uh, <laughs> well, I can hear you. all the grunge stuff happening. All the, the uh, Guns N' Roses. No, '91. Well, that was when it all popped. Up. You guys halfway. dominated it. So all those hair bands that said grunge. Hang on, but I it. got I gotta say this though, and I say this every time. There was no such thing as hair metal then. Well, okay, explain no, that because that's there what was no call. term. That? At the time, it I was, remember. No, it was well, that's true. It kind of turned into that. that. No, that, yeah. that that happened like around like. The first time I ever heard that term was like 96, late at night, watching like an infomercial, and that dude coming out of the helicopter going, Freedom Rock, man! Oh, yeah. Freedom Rock! Freedom Rock! With the best of hair metal, yeah. man! Because that, well, that, that was no, the first There was no like... In 91, it wasn't like, here's Skid Row with the new hair metal. Here's the newest hair metal. Was no, that was not a term. But later, in, later in time, you guys got all... lumped into that right, and okay. shouldn't have been. I understand. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, you shouldn't have been. You guys stood alone. That album, to me, in that year of, like, that was a rock year. There was a yeah, lot was of a great lot, stuff there. Yeah. Metallica's Metallica black, black album. album. Yeah. You had uh, Pantera had their thing. You guys had your stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. All that grunge stuff came out in September. And said, uh, You guys were in the mix of that. Not only that, like you said, debuted at number one. And just crushed it, and then and then you guys didn't do anything after. Well, we did a whole other record. Like five years later, though, like there was like that well, one. Eddie me Trunk would, would b- debate you on all. Oh, that. really? Oh, yeah. Well, that's his favorite album. But oh, the no, one after the, the subhuman race. race. Yeah, that. The, it's yeah, good. It's pretty good. But it was four years later. <laughs> it's not. It's not slave to the grind. No, I agree with you. Yeah, but it's I good. It's very good, and I, I just wonder why. There was no, I think you tore that record, Slave for the Run, you're on top of the world, and then mm-hmm. and then nothing for like four years, which is rare. Well, you know, we didn't make music uh, as a job, really. Yeah. You know, and also those were the days where it was normal to make an album and then go on tour for like a year. Yep. And then go home for like a year. Take yeah. a little time Take off. Take some time away. And write some good tunes. Right. Yeah. It wasn't like the dude in Spotify saying, these artists better write more music. <laughs> right. Like, you go write more music. It's not easy. Mr. Spotify. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like, well, that's not how it worked. Right. It was like, we, we tried as hard as we could to make the best records we could. Yeah. And I'm glad we're playing one of them tonight. The whole at thing. At the Marquee Theater. Yes. Yeah. With a, well, I got to mention the opening band. They're called Kaleido from Detroit. And yeah. The reason I hyped them up. Is because they are a band that plays without uh, tapes. 
No they, tracks, they play, nothing. Yeah, and, and they're the first band, really, in 10, 15 years, I can remember, not being, like, embarrassed to go out on stage. Yeah. I'm like, they put on a tape and they're doing jumping jacks. <laughs> <laughs> and here's me, here's me, 53. I remember. <laughs> but it's, like, so hard to do. Yeah. But, but you're still I'm, doing war- I'm singing an hour before I get on the stage. No. Is that right? Really? Well, yeah. Yeah, to warm up. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I mean, that's how I've always done it. It's and amazing. I, that's the way my voice works. That's what I do with dinner. I eat an that's hour right, before. Right. He has his first dinner. dinner. Warm up. Right now, you tell me, tell me, uh, like you're here, you're back here. Uh, you were in Glendale when you were 16, right? Yes. And you say you're 53. Do you worry that tonight's show, there'll be like a 40-year-old guy going, hey, dad. No, I, I worry more. <laughs> I, I, I worry more it. about a, a forty-year-old girl. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> Do you have those fears that the that the party have, comes back if, to haunt you? I don't know if fears. Right I would. I'd be scared to death. I saw one went to your concerts. Now I have to tell you this too. <laughs> I was at the. I have a picture. Brett, pull that up. I have a All picture right. of me at you, uh, Skid Row, and uh, Bon Jovi. You're responsible for something. You are huge. responsible for the first time I ever saw. The air down there. Oh. A girl from your show, whose name I don't even know, bra, leaning into me, giving me all the good. I was a complete strikeout king. No idea what I was doing, right? And you're up there killing it. We're only four years apart, for God's sakes. You've oh lived more God. in that time. There I am, the blonde guy. The girl in front of me is the oh, one. Oh, is that you? That's me. Oh, my God. Yeah, so you're-, you're Look at all that, that hair. Shot. You're 10 feet from me right there, Sebastian. You're 10 feet from me. So this girl in front of me- who Setting the table. Was like, we started to- And I'm like, it's happening to me. Like, this <laughs> is this is happening to me. And I, and I owe that to you because you were the first person in my life that I said, I want to be that guy. Oh, my God. You're on the stage, so I'm doing oh everything I can. God. This girl, I'll tell you the whole story. I've told it on the air since you uh, agreed to come on. Uh, so we- <laughs> end up at a park later uh, and she's like kissing my neck and sucking on my neck and she goes there's other parts of your body i can suck and me being an idiot sebastian i said oh yeah and she goes where do you want me to do this and i'm like how about right here and i point to my <laughs> armpit because I'm, I'm like i'm like double dare i'm a double dare fan so i'm like this would be funny i'm going for the laugh next thing you know we're in her house she's Not got even... her she's got her pants off and oh. so like i guess i'm supposed to head south right so i go down and i'm doing what i do and i'm like what do you want me to do and she goes you need to kiss it so i literally went i just went <laughs> and, then, and then she's like, "Like, kiss it like a big kiss." So you we did that for me? like a second. I'm like, "This is done. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't be Sebastian Bach. I'm going home." <laughs> and I remember you oh, for that very thing. So I thank see you. What you did, right thank you. Yeah, thank you for my first massive. <laughs> I'm glad to be of some assistance. Yeah, my vaginal <laughs> strikeout. The very first time I the saw vaginal strikeout. First time at the Y. The first time eating at the Y, and I just I skipped dinner. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, I talk about I talk about this on stage sometimes. You know, like we've had a rough time in 2020. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. And we used to we used to worry about getting diseases in the 80s, right? Yeah. But not these yeah. diseases. We used to, you had to do something to get it before. Now it just we used to worry about getting like crabs. Yeah. yeah. But you had to. You didn't just happen. Like you well, couldn't you had catch to have it a at a restaurant. Comb on hand. Well, maybe you could catch it at a restaurant. But, I couldn't. What, what, what did happen is then over time, as a society, we eliminated pubic hair, and now there's no yeah. more crabs. Isn't that great? So yeah, yeah congratulations. Yeah. 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 So we eliminated. 
<laughs> and I say, yeah, uh, great work. Eighties and early nineties rock did that job because you were the ones that said, "Guys, we got to start shaving this off if we want to keep this lifestyle." <laughs> I remember Dimebag Daryl looking down at me. I was naked for some reason. I don't know why. In, in a room with him, <laughs> you can save that crap. We'll save that. We'll... That's yeah, fine. But You're anyways, fine. we get a button for it. Uh, so so Di- it's Pantera yeah, raped Di- you, yeah. or what happened that day? Why, and Di- and Di- Di- you, let me help you, bro. Why, are you why don't naked? we talk about WKRP? Yeah, Brady's wearing a WKRP shirt, and you have a tie. That thrills me. I just yeah. that is my favorite show ever I think, of all time. Yeah. I just love the the uh, the theme song, the ending theme. Well, I remember the no words to it. I remember oh. being a kid. It was White Shadow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was great. And then KRP. WKRP. Yeah. And the scene where Andy Travis, they go, what are you going to do to change the station? And he walks that. over, he puts over the Kiss poster on the wall. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. He unfurled it. I could, yeah. I can't, it's I, a great I, moment. I still, and also, when Dr. Johnny Fever changes the format, and yeah. he takes the, he goes, do it. Yeah. And he takes the, you know, goes, he just shrugged the record. That give, that remember the word that he, makes me weep. His I mean, first word on Zena the stay. air, booger. booger. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact booger. we close our show every night with that theme song. Oh, really? With the KRP theme? Yeah, because not the end theme. The da, 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 we should da, do that. Da, 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 That'll be next to her. That's but a great. But it just it just puts the mood after heavy metal. Yeah, the KRP. Know, yeah, and, yeah, it's and awesome. People are like, "What the heck's going on?" And you were That's in Gilmore cool. Girls. How did and, and you seven Broadway. seven seasons? Seven seasons wow. on Gilmore Girls. and yeah. Trailer Park Boys. Yes, you did that for a year. I missed that particular season, by the way. I, I, no, I'm I used on to a watch bunch it. of them. Oh, okay, I, I don't know that I even knew that. Yeah, and I've watched it. It's on Netflix. Huh. Okay, I got to check that out. But Gilmore Girls was a departure. Well, um, people love that show, yeah. man. And and I get noticed in different parts of town for different things I've yeah. done. Like yeah. a, a like at a rock at a rock club at Skid Row in a, in a shopping mall. Yeah. It's Gilmore Girls. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> girls and, come up, are you the guy? And, they, and I'm like, and their moms are yeah. like, are you that guy? You're like, Skid Row yes. guy. And then the moms, if if they know anything, say, stay away from this man. He's dangerous with kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've seen you around 16-year-olds. I'm not no Marilyn Manson. <laughs> no, no, no. No, we're keeping like it legit. I, at least but... I'm still it's out in the open. Yeah. normal private Tell Give me, me some credit for God's <laughs> Tell me, besides being naked with Pantera. I'm sitting here with you. Oh, I yeah. forgot about that. But being naked with Pantera. Tell me tell me two other things that would get you canceled in today's society that happened on a bus in 1991. On a bus? Yeah, anything. Just a bus story. Oh, I'll, well, I'm, I'll shut this down right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Like, yeah, then tell tell honest, one about someone else. God, no, I will. Yeah, cancel like, another guy. When I read the book, uh, Marilyn Manson, yeah. Long, Long Road Out of Hell, yeah. a, a, a large majority of it. Is about his uh, bus driver Tony Wiggins. Okay. If you've read the book, I have not. The thing that's not in the book is that Tony Wiggins was my driver oh. before that, and I don't even want to get. So Tony has the story. The tales Tony could tell. I'm just saying. You scratch a check to Tony. First, his Tony first job was driving me. Oh my goodness. So I'll leave it at that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a good, good starting <laughs> The point. bus. It's the... not in the book. He's like, oh, Tony Wiggins. Because I'm going, oh, yeah, you oh, little you punk. You're welcome. Yes. Yeah. All right. Hello. Yeah. You, hardened, you hardened Hello. Tony from Maryland. Hello. Back. 
Yeah. You're welcome. Sebastian Bach is here uh, from Skid Row and Gilmore Girls and everything else you've seen him from. Uh, he's at Marquee tonight if you want to go doing all of Slave to the Grind, which I still say is one of my favorite records of all time. I really appreciate I that. I truly believe it. Now, my band that I, we goof around and did stuff, we did Slave to the Grind live uh, at a bar. <laughs> And I'm telling you it's right not now, easy. it's a it, lot of screaming. It's a lot. It's the last song of the night, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. So we did it, and the we song? were. Song? I thought you were talking about the record. Oh God, no! I'm not doing all that. That's crazy. <laughs> Besides, during I remember you, I'd probably start masturbating, thinking of that, <laughs> that sucking girl. armpits, yeah. sucking armpits, and stuff. Glad to be of some assistance. <laughs> and now I got to think of you naked in front of Pantera. You ruined it all. No, but the uh, uh, but we did it once, and I, and the crowd was having fun, yeah. and that song came on, fire in the eyes. It is a drive faster, go around the block song, and, and in a bar, and I can't imagine what you see, but in a bar, just us goofing around, that place erupted. That song has a different energy to Power. it that gets people, no matter how old they are, if they've ever heard it before, yeah. there's something there. There's something different. There's, that's what I bring to the stage every time, whether I try to or not, is the f- energy of rock and the, f- yeah. the fun of rock. We've, had, we, we've been on the road now. For three months, yeah. and I'm not exaggerating. It's a long time. Yeah. No fights yet. Uh, yeah. Uh, say that. <laughs> that's a, yeah. I mean, come on. That pause you didn't even need to keep going. Not worth talking about. Have you knocked yeah. this guy out, or is he knocked? Which no. one? Is, yeah. Who's yeah. dropping but, who? Well, we got a. a uh, we're on our second bus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you fought the bus. It's a, lo- a long story. And the bus lost. And you kicked its ass. <laughs> I fought the bus and the bus. I'm lost. guessing maybe it's kind of like when Tony Wiggins was driving. The bus ended up with too many crabs, and you had to turn it well, in. We, you know, we didn't get too crazy, but the whole book. I'm going. Can I get it like a shout out yeah <laughs> do you think that because i always think of this because skid row was not like uh the get along gang so do we you, were for a while but do you think that contentious uh relationships after success create better music because i mean it's that first album blew up and you guys were you were a huge thing you're yeah. torn all over the world is a party right. for four years and then slave to the grind is while you're writing that and recording that mm-hmm. you're on top of the world but that's when it all started to be like Kind of weird, a little weird, right? Yeah, and, but right. It, but what came out of that was was pure energy and maybe a little anger and maybe a little extra of whatever's going on. Well, you know, but do I, you think that has to be part? Because almost every great album has a story that's like we hated each other for a good two months of recording this. Well, the thing is, I got a lot of buddies, you know, that I play with and stuff, and they're like, "Here's a song I did," you know, "You're my friend," like, <laughs> and I go. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I go, <laughs> I wasn't friends with Skid Row, and we didn't care about being friends. Really? Like, we were arguing. Uh, this, I'm not, I'm not talking about the first record, because we were so young. We, we were so dumb, we actually liked each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got along, because you were but, too dumb to no, know we different. Lo- we loved each right. other. Like, right. that's the reality. But uh, then we all made a bunch of money and uh, Did got, that, got that- houses and that were 20 minutes away from each other. We, we never saw each and other. And models. Well, we just never saw each other. Yeah. Yeah. We were together the whole time. Um, we were probably at the... Has this always been KUPD? No, no, no. no. It was five years. Okay. Just like five Well, I know years. we did interviews here. Oh, I'm sure. You know, many I'm times. sure of it. Yeah. You would but, um, yeah. Um, what was it? You said... You were talking about the separation. separation. No, I was talking about the, like, the contentious nature of the relationship created something bigger but had to end. You know what I mean? It's almost I'm like, just saying, the point, like great the point I'm saying is a lot, a lot of times people say, I wrote a song for you to me. Yeah. And, right. I, and I don't like the song. <laughs> but it's hard and to it's say. The most, it's the most awkward 
feeling in the history yeah. of the world. You don't like I a song. Want, I want to like all right. songs. But you can't. Well, no. But yeah. When, when somebody goes, hey, what do you think of the, what do you think about this? Ricky was a young boy. <laughs> he had a heart of stone. I go, okay, that's that's pretty good. I go, <laughs> like a, I go you, know, you know what? This is a good song. Next. Right. We don't need to work on this. Right. <laughs> Heard we enough. are yeah. the youth god wild. Well, I'm like, yes. okay, this is pretty good. Next. <laughs> so you only like your but song. But then some songs, some songs, <laughs> right. I'm like, this fuck, this no, stinks. You get frustrated. <laughs> I started the first part. Well, you, you, got me you, so, you got me so relaxed. Here. This funky song. This you funky, play this funky music, <laughs> white boy. That's Passed one of on. my favorite songs ever. So was Skid Row... <laughs> Was Skid Row after Slave to the Grind? No, they just, they, they, they would say to me, if I didn't like one of their songs, they'd say, you're hard to work with. Well, yeah. And Were I, you, though, in hindsight? You want to go listen to their records without me? That's and a good point. Listen, <laughs> yeah. listen to their so, records so, with so, me. But hold no, on a you second. Can, why don't you, but Sebastian, the consumer, <laughs> go, go answer, put the headphones on. That answer is both yes and no. Okay. Because are you hard to work with? Have you heard their crap without me? <laughs> I mean, come on. That is yes and no. But to him, it's one of the facts. Okay, hang on. Yeah. Are you hard to work with? Do you like 18 in life? I love it. I love it. Next song. Right. Not every song is that. Not all of them were great. And that's, that's you have to have discerning taste. So they wanted everything to be everything great. I can sing something if I love it. Yeah. If I don't love it, It, it's hard for you to sing. I can't do it. You know, when I first joined the band, I would try to sing everything. That they wrote. Yeah. And I'd be in rehearsal. I remember one time when I go to socks and I go up to the mic and I'm like, la, 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 la. I'm like, my mouth just like shut. Didn't do it. And everybody's looking at me going, what are you doing? That's how the song goes. And I go, I don't, I, I can't I don't like do this song. It. And yeah. they go, oh, you're hard to work with. I go, not on that, that other song. I'm not. And you didn't have the hindsight or the foresight to say, wait I, until you hear you guys without me. I just because <laughs> you were gonna suck, <laughs> and you're laughing because it's funny. I saw them without yeah. you. I saw them without you at a festival, and it was. I I don't want to bash the guys that aren't here. I don't right. know them, but there was a moment in the middle of it, and it wasn't obviously with you. You have a a very uh, distinct voice, huge voice, by the way. And people, hey, I don't think people realize that when there's a guy who can project. The yeah. way you can, it's different. And he didn't have that. The singer did not have that that stage uh, announcement. But get to the good part. But hey, but at the end, <laughs> the singer, yeah, this is a good part. Brady likes this. And we're standing there, and I'm like, eh, I'm kind of clapping. like, eh, this isn't really, I'm not reminiscing. I'm not having it. And then uh, he goes, hey, uh, we need you guys to buy merch because uh, we don't know if our tour bus is going to make it to Tucson. We're out of dough. And he, and he points, and he goes, Dave. That's on the stage? On stage. He goes, Dave's On stage. Not- Thank you. You get it, because I, as a fan, don't want to know you're hungry. No, I don't. I don't want to know that you guys need a couple bucks. <laughs> I want I want to mount your uh, Vic cast a off. Stick I don't want to bring you. Yeah. I want to mount your cast offs. I don't want to bring you Fiverr and a sub sandwich and have you be pleased with the evening. <laughs> you know, I don't want that to be. But it you was want sad. The fantasy to be real. I want it yeah, all to yeah. be real, and that's the, the way we talk about it all the time here. Is that you know, growing up uh, as a rock fan in the eighties, not and even today, I still like it. But I always say that in the eighties, the party was insane, and now it's a reenactment of Custer's Last Stand. It's just Indians and white guys fighting at every show in Phoenix. That's all. Up front, it's just a fight of a bunch of guys, 
And you look at that picture of me, yeah. and it's just girls in bras, and the it was now that hard. Has you know, I, I try to describe to people what it was like when I got into rock and roll. It was hanging out at Rockers on Indian School <laughs> <Right>. Road. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, you'd go out to the club, and there would be twice as many people outside yeah. the club yeah. in the parking lot. Or in the street in front of it. Trying to get in. For partying. No, yeah. but sometimes, partying, sometimes you would out. go. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes you'd go and not even go in. Sebastian. Because like, there was like so many It was the place to be. I yeah. stood in line for like, Faster Pussycat once. <laughs> what <laughs> was I thinking? <laughs> what was going on inside there was amazing. Mm. It was just fun. And it didn't matter so if the band fun. was great. It was just fun. and that Everybody kinda... was dressed to the T's. Yeah, you, you know? were on it. You were on the mountain and mm. seeing this. When yes. did it switch? When did it switch? When did that go, wow, this is like now angry. Or not even angry, but just like different. Well, it... Nir- when Nirvana came out, it definitely switched. But then it switched back. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it was all like Soundgarden was a party. It, I was, to, it was, know. but that, I, I got to be honest, as far as my business of rock goes, uh-huh. that was a short period. It wasn't The, the grunge long, thing? Yeah. yeah it, was, it, was it wasn't like a years. long yeah. and, we, and everybody that says, like, oh, grunge I, ruined my band, grunge, no, good no. bands survived it. You go, you look at the top tours coming in 2022, 20, it's Journey, yeah, Ario no. Speedwagon, and Loverboy. I'm going, <laughs> Loverboy? Wow, why? Loverboy's playing arenas. <laughs> I'm like... Grunge yeah. smunge. Yeah, like, it's yeah, it's totally was just a blip in time. Lover boy. Yeah. Would you see Lover Boy? Do you want to go? I'll pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> I just it boggles my mind that yeah. they are it's playing nuts. arenas. Who do you like, listen to now? Well, I'm a, like an audio kind of dude that, yeah. that that loves uh, you know, high res audio and I'm a vinyl freak. I, no I collect vinyl. Okay. I love first pressings of, of, oh, really? of my favorite bands. I really love Steely Dan, the, oh, the production. Yeah. Yeah. production. Yeah. Maybe nothing better. I never get tired it, of that. Considering, too, considering it's analog. Yeah, and, and I love Donald Fagan's solo material, Amazing. which oh, yeah. nobody talked. The Nightfly. I get drunk in the pool <laughs> and what put Fagan on. Yeah, that yeah. song. Yeah. It's a great WKRP, he knows the Donald Fagan. <laughs> <laughs> he says his name different because he thinks it's funny. Or I mean, and look how long they were together and never toured. And yeah. just put right. all this music out, and then I, I finally, yeah. I did get to see him just before background. It was amazing, even live. Yeah. I just love. I never get tired of that. Yeah. I, li- I like the sound of uh, good production. Yeah. You so know? you're an audiophile. You're like I, the I, ear hears everything. I, I love. I, when I was a kid, I collected records, and now that it, you know it's back, there's yeah. record stores everywhere. I love nothing more than to go into a record store, like on a day and just off. browse. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's the, it's that. awesome. And so you've got like you have a wall in your house. I do. I have a whole records. room. Yeah, of it's crazy when people get into that. How <laughs> insane it gets. And when you put it on in your house, like a Frank Sinatra record from like the fifties yeah. or the sixties, you hear amazing. Frank's voice at dinner. It's like haunting. Yeah, and it yeah. comes down to the turntable too, right? Yeah. Is there a well, particular the cartridge. Brand that you, yeah, the yeah. cartridge. cartridge. Did you yeah. find Broadway to be like satisfying while you did that? I did. That? You have to love singing to yeah. do Broadway. Because it's, it's you have to love different. It. You have to love it. How well, did they embrace you? are on stage every day. Did they, did they take you in as like, oh, okay, this rock star thinks he can do this? Because it's a different animal. Uh, each show that I did four Broadway shows, Jekyll and Hyde, Jesus Christ Superstar, Rocky Horror, and then I did Jekyll and Hyde twice. Yeah. So each one was different, but Jekyll and Hyde was my favorite one that I did. Yeah, um, but I it was weird. I remember yeah. I was in Jesus Christ Superstar, and the 
the the head of Brigham Young University down in South Carolina. We were playing there, and he wanted to debate me on TV. Jesus Christ is not a rock star. <laughs> oh, he's ups- I politely turned that interview down. Like, yeah. <laughs> you should have done it. Should I? You really? just told him about the crabs. I probably should. <laughs> yeah. I just told him crab stories. I don't know he what you're talking in a about. Fishing boat. Hey he BYU. Had crabs. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> My balls itch so bad I don't even want to talk Ow. to you. <laughs> yeah. So what? What was the like? Tell me, like, the, if I were to say, tell me the highlight of that time in Skid Row. Like, what pops to mind immediately? Like, what's the holy? I'll never forget that moment. Like the I would say debuting at number one on the Billboard chart. Yeah, that was it. With uh, this album, Slave yeah. to the Grind, 30 years ago. And how did you find out? What happened that day? Uh, we were opening for Guns N' Roses at uh, Largo Capital Center Arena in Washington. And I was on the bus. And this Japanese journalist uh, named... Masa Ito okay. was doing a article, and he comes back, and then he goes, he goes, "Hey, Baz, your your album debuted on the chart." I go, "Hey," he goes, "It did number one, man." <laughs> like, wow. It did number one, and I go, oh. "You didn't expect that? Well, nobody, nobody it, prepped you for the that." Because the charts weren't like that. It was the first record since Michael Jackson. Yeah. bad because oh, there we go. That was the week they changed it over to SoundScan. Yeah, you know, so it was. So very, that was getting a lot of plays. First one yeah. first prior one. was bad, or yeah. the one prior to that was bad. Yeah, like Man. like seven years before or more. Which is outstanding when you think about that, because it was a, it was monumental. Wow! And I ran into the arena, and Guns N' Roses was doing a sound check, and I ran up on the stage, and Duff McKagan was playing his bass. I go, dude, we we debuted on Billboard. He goes, what number? I go, number one. And he stopped playing. He goes, number one. <laughs> that can't be right. And immediately they broke up. Well, yeah. <laughs> you guys are off the tour. You guys are well, fired. Yeah. Tell Sabo, I'll give him five wild, bucks. Man. Wow, how crazy is that? So, are you at all in touch with the other guys in Skid Row? Yeah, the drummer. Yeah, sometimes. But there's still there's no chance that you guys will ever like sit in the same room and be. Well, alone. we're all alive, and and I haven't we haven't been in the same. Well, that's room. a low bar. <laughs> we're we're alive, so we'll see where it goes. We're all alive. That's all. <laughs> That's the best assessment you have of the current I, I, relationship. I'm trying to keep a positive spin on this. <laughs> Again, this dichotomy answer thing you've got going on is fantastic. Well, we can read through those lines pretty easily. So you're alive, and we'll see where it goes. I mean, you know, uh, we've gotten very close to almost coming. Yeah, what what, what stops it? Well, it's a kind of a stupid story, but you know. I love those. Yeah, <laughs> those tend to be my favorite. Got a ton of them. Yeah. Um, I told you my stupid story. I kissed it. I sucked armpits. <laughs> and armpits so, I mean, so you owe me one. Well, all I can say, we have been close, and and um, you know, we're all getting pretty old. <laughs> So I don't see how it's possible. But that's not, not the stupid story. What's the holdup? It's no people have to know this. Because well, like, I would some, love of, to some of it, I would say, has to do with management. Okay. Honest to God, okay. I have a manager named Rick Sales, okay. and, and he takes care of me, and he will not get me involved. He will in. not. No, he will not let me be in a rotten situation. It's not going to get effed. So they, 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 don't, they don't. Honest to God, they don't like that. They don't like that they have to go through him. I mean, oh, they don't I see. like that. They don't, okay. They'd rather so they want to speak to you. They'd rather get some other right. dude and right and do their thing. But, but, 
but it ain't working. This is a business. It's yeah. a business. It's a business first, yeah. and they'd tell you that. So the basics is That's one you guys don't like each other, and you make them talk to your manager. I will say this. <laughs> Phoenix, Arizona. Tonight. We have not been in the same room since the year 1996. Is that so, right? Wow. That is 100% wow. right. And it's just uh, untenable. All I'm Can't saying is if you're still mad at someone from 96. Good point. Probably not going to pop together. No, no yeah. get, get over it. Yeah. Like, oh, I, they're mad. You're not mad at them anymore? I am not mad at uh, them. Do you ever pick up the phone and go, if you're still mad at me from 96? I've texted them. Yeah. It starts out. Hey, nice. effers, what's no. up? <laughs> do you send Christmas cards yeah. to each other? Or? No, that's just passive aggressive. I don't think you should do that. <laughs> and, and it's, it's got to be my manager. And I can tell you happy, kind of like deep holidays. down you're, you're all right with you, but that probably is like that's such a monumental moment in life that you'd like to have that not be this. Well, I'm a fan of rock, and I'm a fan of, of bands like Rush. I'm a huge fan. Yeah. And they release these elaborate box sets mm-hmm. with all this unreleased material and like the spoke on the front wheel of the bus like from 77 yeah. like yeah they've got <laughs> all this incredible stuff and they keep putting it out and for me since so many people bought those skid row records i would just love to do some some box sets for the fans Absolutely. with all my stuff i i've been lugging around all this we'll do it material. here let's sell your stuff here is what you're saying well I'll, I'll, <laughs> if, if we don't make up nice at some point yeah that will all become an nft yeah. yeah there you go <laughs> because i'm going we're going to go fungible. You guys, wanna, fungible. You, guys, you guys don't want it? Because if you don't want it, I know yeah. someone does. So like <laughs> most things, money is the issue. No. Or no, just management and things and possessions and this is mine, that's mine. The you more didn't you do talk it right. about it, the issue is that we're just idiots. Yeah. Is that <laughs> it? It just comes down to that. Well, There's no kidding. I, I can't give you a reason. Yeah, okay. I can't tell Fair you enough. why. I have to think back to 96. Do you remember the day, the last day you were in the same room? Wow, that's it. Uh, that's heavy. Yeah. I think it was in Brazil. No we, kidding. I think it was in You Brazil. go your separate ways in Rio. Think, How hard I is think, that to do? You got to get I on a plane it, together, right? I think it was. I got crabs. Yeah. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> we all have crabs, Sebastian. We all have crabs. Not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I shaved. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Diamond. Thank you. Pandemic eliminated. Do you remember the first girl that was shaved? We can shaved? do it once. Do you remember the first girl you saw that was shaved? You're like, what's this? It's like a child. Jesus. It's crazy. And I then just now like it... not getting stuff in my teeth. Yeah, yeah. and now it's like, like the I only way. I don't way. want a spaghetti you know, <laughs> incident. <laughs> Floss. <laughs> I hated that. I'd oh, be down awful. there going, <laughs> and I got a hair in my throat. Oh, you don't like that. I got to sing. Yeah, it's only your chewing fingers. <laughs> and that tickles the throat. Yeah, like, I can't, I can't sing with, yeah. the, with stuff in my throat. With this, like uh, crabs and hair. With this angel hair spaghetti in my throat. <laughs> you ever try to sing with a crab in your throat? <laughs> you try it. Now, hold on a second. I remember you. Hey, for okay. us tonight on stage, during I Remember You, could you just give me a little... Uh, <laughs> and point to a girl in the front row. I remember you. I remember you. I remember you. Well, I, I could. Have you ever? <laughs> please do. I, I don't want to get too excited and knock, yeah. knock this guy's eye out. <laughs> yeah. Just say, Holmberg, this is for you. That's all I ask. Do you, uh, do you look out into the crowd and go, I think I probably had that one? Uh, Look at her. She's a house. Well, <laughs> I remember. I remember that one. I, I will say this. Every night, every night we play, and there's lots of, uh, you know, 
girls from every age at yeah. the show. There's yeah. lots of old Skid Row fans, but... He points to Brady. <laughs> <laughs> old like you, sir. <laughs> like you, young lady. <laughs> there are many of your types. <laughs> It is. It is interesting. Do you see a lot of like the youth? They bring their kids. Yes, and stuff, they and That's kind of cool. Well, I think that uh, radio folks such as yourself yeah. and also uh, satellite radio plays yeah. my music a lot. all the time. Yeah, and and it's in every car that you buy. Which yep. radio will always be the king, man. Yeah. Like you guys right thank now. You. Thank you for having me on. Are here. you kidding? Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Thank what is your? Uh, I'm a, I'm a, I haven't done this in a long. time. You're great at it. You should do it. I, yeah. I have you ever considered it. that? Because you're you're an engaging, fun person. Would you ever consider doing something like this? Well, you haven't seen me like you know late at night or what? But no, I'm just. What you turn into a dick at night? No, I. <laughs> it's Jacqueline Hyde again. <laughs> but uh, no, everybody's got a podcast. Yeah. You know? Yeah. My my thing is if if I had my own show, you know, I, you know, you know how they have the rule that if you have a talk radio show, you can't play music. Sure, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I hate that. You want to? You can do that. that. I it's would. I would have my show, but if I wanted to play a song, yeah, I, I want to play the song. Like I, you're going to play Bodhi Safa if you wanted to. <laughs> that's right, Bodhi Safa. Let me take you by the hand. No, no, Jeez, don't get him started, please. Don't make him sing, Brady. And I see you, Brady. Do you realize you're singing with Sebastian Bach? Quiet, Bodhi Safa. Bodhi Safa. I don't look out. Look out. That is a very brave moment. Knows everything. I know Brady just tried to chime in. I'll sing with you. How about it, Sebastian? You and me do it. Yeah, sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah. The only Got words, caught up. The only words to a song he knows aren't words. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is your uh, one Skid Row song you're like, man, that one should have popped and didn't? In a Darkened Room. Great song. That's the song. That's the one. And you probably still sure. sing it and think, how did this not explode? It's a beautiful song. Yeah. It's it's like Eric Clapton before he got all weird. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he always kind of weird? Well, I, I, I evidently. Well, he had, he had yeah. demons. I, I didn't yeah. know, but yeah. I guess. And then he got like really weird. He's really He's weird. He's a weird now. dude, right? <laughs> Was that like a disappointment? Like, if you're not sick, I'm not playing for oh, you. Oh, yeah, that's strange. Like, dude, mellow out. Did you get the COVID? I did. Did you? How bad was it? Not, not too. Not I was bad. vaccined. And oh, you had the shot and everything. So now I'm boosted. I got that last week. Yeah. I had it with nothing a couple months ago. It's a relief to get it. Now I don't, yeah. yeah. It's like I feel like I... Because I was all freaked out. Same. The no hitter's over, and I'm like, all right, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, all it's right. kind of weird now. I've uh, been on the road for three months. Yeah. Like, that's a long time. Yeah, but you had to worry. Like, you, you get that positive test. You're like, oh, God, here we go. I'll yeah. never breathe right. I'm not going to sing anymore. Do you see yourself doing this for years on end? I do, because yeah. my voice has a, a life of its own. Yeah. And, and uh, I know how to work the voice. Yeah. And that, you didn't when you were young. You probably just went out and said, I'm great at this, and screamed it. And then someday well, you're like, uh-oh, yeah. what's going on? Well, it was John Bon Jovi that, that put me with his vocal coach. Yeah. That guy taught me like how to Breathe. use the voice. Yeah. Well, just not sing without wrecking your pipes. You don't have to scream it. Yeah. And you, there are ways around it. Makes you know, it you know if you're on the radio all the time, you know. You oh, can't, yeah. You can't push yeah. it too hard. And, you yeah. know, then you sound like, you know... Um, Jennifer Warren's. <laughs> <laughs> what an odd swing to take. No, I know. I know. I'm, just, I'm, I'm trying, trying to make it a gravelly voice. She's got, she's got Betty right. Davis. Yeah. It's Kim Carnes. Kim Carnes. Yeah. Oh. What did I say? Jennifer What did she say? She, uh, she was with uh, Joe Cocker I'm, on that one song. Okay. Wasn't she? And the Dirty Dancing Cocker song. Too, that, well, yeah. I often confuse the two of them. They looked exactly alike. <laughs> <laughs>
Such a strange poke to take. I was like, oh, what a reference. Okay, I'll take that. Dude, it's early in the morning. I get it. I was asleep in your parking lot. I know. I know. We're sorry for Like, that. really deeply. Are you liking That's the tour bus life again? Well, no. I love I love the tour bus life. Yeah. I don't like paying for it. Yeah, that's that part sucks. <laughs> but living in but one, other than that, I do love it. Like six dudes, one bathroom is never a good idea. I got the back lounge. That's I'm, yours. I'm back there, you're the king of the bus. I like it. King of the bus is either great or awful. That phrase yeah. can be both. Depends on the bus. <laughs> Depends on yeah. yeah. So king of the Greyhound, not so much. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that again. Uh, Sebastian Bach tonight at Marquee Theater. Thank you for getting up and doing this, man. This is so. Thank cool. you so much for having me. Yeah. I remember living in Phoenix, uh, you know, in 1986. Gosh. Listening to 98 KUPD. Yeah, and here we and are. When they say, "Do you want to go on KUPD?" I go. That's like still still around. That's a thing. It's <laughs> yeah. like the Chicago Loop. That's not anywhere. <laughs> no, no, it's gone. gone. It's we're, gone. we're one of the last ones, man. We Dude, kept the it fa- alive. And I go, I will do an interview on KUPD any day at any time. You know what? Brett, you're fired. Thanks. Sebastian, congratulations. <laughs> not an interview. You're a part of the show now. <laughs> Only he, if you come to my show tonight. We're coming. Marquee oh, we're going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Let's rock. And Let's the opening it. band, Kaleido, is a very good band. What time are you going on stage? Brady would like you to go on about 8.30. He goes to bed pretty <laughs> no, early. I want you guys to see the opening band. They're okay. really good. The singer is a girl. She sings live. She sings great. The whole band's good. That's great. So come check Are you it doing out. an album uh, of your own? I'm always working on an album. Yeah. I'm How come Sebastian Bach never like just pumped out solo stuff? Oh, well, I you did. were busy. I, did. I know you did, but I was you, like, I guess Broadway and things started to be more of a focus. For well, a while. I signed with a label from Italy, which is not great in America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bad idea. <laughs> it's a bad, it's a terrible idea. You know idea. what? I'm going to sign with you guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, those, Ita- hey, those, Ita- Ita- those yeah. Italians that can crush you with yeah. cash. Oh, so you were... Right. Accidents like, you happen. record? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, they just threw money at you and said, stand there, pretty That's boy. That's right. Yeah, okay. But now I do have a new record deal that is in America. People are speaking I'm, English again. I'm not allowed to tell you about it, though. Why? Because there's this whole you thing now... You just did. Now- <laughs> More or less. I'm not allowed to tell you about the thing I just told you about. Evidently, now in music, there there's a whole, like, lead-up plan that's very elaborate so papers aren't lengthy. signed yet no they are they oh are. then it's done but I, when's they, the album come out they said <laughs> what's the name of it <laughs> what are we calling it can it Dude, be called you know what let's play the first single yeah. 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 we're playing tonight yeah. in arizona how do you uh, how do you how do you spell because i want that to be the album <laughs> goes the trolley yes. i just want to eliminate all pandemics that's my purpose. Wouldn't that be great? All right, well, yeah. then the money raised tonight. Baby, if you ever wondered, wondered whatever became Is of me. Is it the best me. theme song, too? I'm living on the air in Cincinnati. Don't, Brady. Yeah. You can't help ruin it. Cincinnati, WKRP. <laughs> I got tired of, tired of packing and unpacking. Town to town, up and down the dial. Come on. It's you. Me. Maybe I've been told you and me were never meant to be. <laughs> Just maybe think of me once in a while. We finish all day here, Brady. I'm at WKRP in Cincinnati. I added Michael McDonald. Let's do the, the end again. One, okay. two, three. <laughs> You're hard to work with. I'm You're at really- 
WKRP in Cincinnati. No, 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 no. You guys stay on the low. I'm not okay, doing okay. any of it. All right. You guys go. WKRP in Cincinnati. You're asking a lot. You're can you do that? Yeah, I can. Okay, I don't trust two, it. three, four. WKRP in Cincinnati. I'm having full for lunch. <laughs> Sebastian Bach from Skid Row and uh, just our lives the last week. Thank you, man. Tonight, Marquee Theater, Slave to the Grind, oh, Top to Bottom. Great. It's going to be a blast, and uh, thank, thank you, you again, man. Awesome. You guys are, thank you for have, having me so early. It was really <laughs> Yeah, fun. I'm glad. Now go back to back sleep. To bed. Rest Good it up. Night. Get some honey. Thank you. Thank you. Sebastian thank you. Bach, everybody. It's 98. There, uh, it's 9.31 in the morning sickness, and uh, Sebastian, I mean, it's, it's one of those moments where you're like, I want this to live up to something, and then when it does, you're like, okay, that is actually better than I wanted it to be. Uh, he was great. What a great personality to wander into a room and just kind of own the room for a little bit. He like was fun. Sub- we sang backups to yeah, Sebastian Bach. Bach. How, we got to sing Sebastian Bach. That? That's pretty awesome. And uh, somebody emailed and said... Uh, uh, I mean, everybody's being so nice. They're like, what a great interview. Love Sebastian. And uh, by the way, don't fire Brett and replace Brett with Sebastian. Fire Cuckleedo. <laughs> Sebastian has some people who can do that job. Okay, Thank that's you. right. Brett, we'll kick, you will kick Toledo out and keep right. Brett Thank around. you. Uh, says, uh, effing classic interview, uh, Radio Gold, Jerry. Uh, not sure if you've had anything like that in 21 years of listening to you, and I loved every second of it, Dan. Uh, this one says, uh, fantastic interview. Uh, he seems like a great guy. You and him riffing was a master class. I'm going to listen to this all over again, like, right away. Thanks for the great segment interview. You mentioned the closing song from WKRP, and I love that song. I don't know what it is. Will you please let me know what it is? Thanks for the entertainment, Robert Charbonneau. You and I were just talking about yeah. it, Brett. It's, and I, I used to just mouth out the words, and I'm yeah. pretty good at picking up lyrics. I have no idea what the lyrics are to this. Yeah. And you said that you'd read something. that they, they, It was just like in pre-production. They just The guy just scattered through it, just kind of like blah, 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 yeah. just throwing out words. Nothing. nothing yeah. it, didn't, it means nothing. Play it because this right. thing's all. This is a great. It is the best. This song is I love awesome. this. You guys got to do this with the band. Oh yeah, we'll do it for the. All right. Bring it to the top, to the top, to the top. I have no idea what he's saying. No. Oh, I guess they yeah, uh, just lose it. it. That's pretty great. It's an awesome. It's the end theme to WKRP. Yeah. People always forget it. And then it goes da na 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 na. Oh, here, here I'll get to that because they marry each other more. Go now. Yeah, the cat. <laughs> yep, they did it. Yeah, that was great. All right, uh, yeah, it was fun. And then everybody, you guys are being too nice. Like everybody's being so darn nice to us. About it. Fantastic interview, great interview, blah, 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 blah. You guys are amazing. We know all this. <laughs> stop. You have to stop. Keep it coming. Eventually, you guys have got to stop. <laughs> but they can't. Another one. It's a great stuff. Awesome job. Amazing interview. Sebastian's off. Well, you want to go see him tonight. It should be a pretty incredible, uh, fun evening of just flat-out rock and roll that has got tons of energy and is, uh, I don't know, well, you're going to get that kind of fun at a uh, rock show anymore. I mean, there's fun shows still, but for the most part, it's, it's Custer's last day. <laughs> it's 
to a lot of people. And you just always feel like, okay, this guy's going to fight me. Okay, this guy wants to fight. Okay, this guy wants to bang into me. And I just want to, I want to go there, get all fired up, and like want to hump in the car. Like that's what rock and roll used to be. Absolutely. Get a hickey under the armpit, call it a night. Right. Brady, can you imagine somebody uh, not liking you from 1996 to today? I think you would. I think you would uh, kill yourself. This would be the worst thing in the world for you. If you know of somebody, don't let me know. <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. let them know. If, any, if, it, if there is a guy out there who's hated Brady since '96, my God. And on Keep top it to of, yourself. And on top of that, I mean, just the money that's been thrown at them to, to all four of them get back together again has got to be insane. You can't put that aside for just even a payday, just for a one-off. Yeah, just to do one year of goofing around and having that together. Yep. Yeah, you're right. I. I think you'd have to take that eventually, right? Wouldn't you? I would. I'm looking for something here. Well, the the other members would for sure. I don't know. I think no, they might be the ones. I that think are they're the ones that up. are kind of holding everything yeah. off. Yeah, I think they want all of it. And my guess is, from the story that was told, Sebastian's like, uh, "I'm the price tag." Yeah, you guys support. You may not like that, but this doesn't make money because, like you said, have you seen him without me? Yeah. And we all have. If I show up, tickets sell. If not, uh, so I should. There probably is a discrepancy in who gets what. And if not, bend the knee. It's a great story. Yeah, bend the knee, and they should. Because I mean, that would be. They're still going to get a nice payday, a better payday than what they're doing now. I'm guessing. I'm. I'm fascinated by the whole thing. And the guys lived more life than. uh, But he he also, Sebastian, was doing the old look at the watch. Time is ticking. That money yeah, isn't yeah. out there no, necessarily. It's there you know, no, it's getting to that forever. point where it's, that could be going away. Yeah, that's very true. Anyway, can't find the thing I wanted to do. Anyway, so it was great. So thanks to Sebastian for coming. In. That's awesome. That's, that's a way. To, what a way to close the year out. You know, have that kind of stuff going on and people being on. The- pretty, pretty cool. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Let's get one more email in there. I wanted to have uh, Rome read it. But his music doesn't the music? exist. I can't find it. That's the problem. Yeah, he can't I mean, come in without uh, that. I'll see if I can find something. You can't yeah. find that. Give me one second. Hold on. It doesn't matter now. Well, now it's taking too long. It's no, gonna, no, 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 It's going to... It's going to... It kills the timing. It's over. Nothing. It's basically Dave Snake Sable saying that interview was worth $5 in a sub, don't you think? <laughs> uh, that was a good one. Uh, it's 9.36. We've got an entertainment drill coming up in just moments. It's 98 KUPD. Uh, it's 9.50 in the morning sickness. Uh, it's Rise Against right there. Save your... Uh, uh, oops, I got the wrong page up here. Uh, we I've tuned out. Like, the whole week's pretty much over at this point. We're just going to coast from here on out. I have no interest in doing any more radio. What's the, the mountaintop over. today? Well, that was fun. That was a lot of fun, but now i got to figure this out, too. Well, we'll get to it in a second. Anyway, talk amongst yourselves while I try to figure out where these things are. Don't start, Brady. I know you, you took that. You took that <laughs> deep. He goes. You took that deep breath, and I'm like, oh god damn! It. I was I, waiting I, to see where this was going. Thing. I asked for it, and he's going to punt us right out of here. No, no, no. Uh, by the way, still have to tell you about the uh, the 12 Days of Strays because I've been reading about the dog we got up today, Peanut Butter, who's a beautiful German Shepherd. The picture is gorgeous. Five year old dog. Uh, go to 98kup.com. December 14th, uh, Stray for the 12 Days of Strays with the Arizona Humane Society. is peanut butter, German Shepherd 5. And I forgot, I told you about how big his ball sack was, and it's empty of balls because they take them out. And it's been hanging for, it's it's an 87-year-old man's ball sack hanging off this dog. And we were laughing the whole time he's running this empty bags, like floating in the wind. It's like uh, American he Beauty. He uses it for uh, to slow him down and running oh, like, like a, I don't know. a shoot. It's American Beauty when he did the... Uh, there it is. You said, look at the balls on this dog. I don't know if they're going to do shots. This is the video. Uh, right? It balls. is yet another day. 
12 Days of Strays from the Arizona Humane Society. Oh, Our yeah, friends at is. Lerner Look and Rowe and Hooters it's are a uh, helping us out doing a, a feature oh, pack every single day at the Arizona Humane Society. Today, we have peanut butter. Peanut butter is a five-year-old. Dom did a nice Shabu. job keeping oh, the balls down. Oh, well, there, there you go. Get up there. Get, 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 get. It's just, look at the and, uh, size of the skin for, hanging oh, yeah, off the back of that home thing. for this dog. <laughs> peanut butter is uh, five. Looks like the Need training the montage from Rocky. Speed bag. Speed bag. But he's awesome. And peanut butter, by the way, is already trained. Uh, I don't remember his complete story. It's on the video on 98KUPD. I think his owners couldn't take care of him anymore. Uh, they Somebody got sick, if I remember, for peanut butter. There's a lot of stories, so I may be confusing them. But he's super gentle, super lovable. Already potty trained. The hard work's done. He just needs somebody to love him. He's a big boy, too. And he is. He's a German shepherd that uh, he, he got me. I liked him. Just a pretty dog. <laughs> and I bounced one off his melon. Uh, go to the, the website. And also, Hooters and uh, Learn and Row. Are helping you out with the adoption fees. They're taking care of them for you. So 12 Days of Stray is going great. Peanut Butter is up there today. Uh, not the big, ugly, bald guy in the video. He's not up for adoption, although nice shoes, kid. Uh, it's time now for the entertainment drill, brought to you by my friends at reactdefense.com, the home of Tactical Black. And uh, it's just a pleasure to know these people. Yesterday, we finished up the uh, training and did some stuff, which was I almost, I pulled my hammy. I have, uh, you know, I'm working my legs back into shape because of the surgery I had. And uh, I'm not ready for some fast twitch stuff, so I was moving a little quick, and I'm like, ooh, ooh, did a little twinge. Not pulled, but almost, so we were just chatting there for a little while at the end. And this uh, wonderful family that runs this thing, the Ackermans, come out with like six presents for me. They've got Christmas presents. They wrapped it up, gave me some great stuff, Steeler stuff. Just uh, That's the deal with this. This is not an operation that you're running through, and I hate to even say this, but like big corporate stuff and people who don't. You, you go to a trainer, you go to people, you want them to be accessible human beings and they're the nicest people in the world it truly is a family business uh that happens to be a bunch of badasses which is great and i just want to say thank you for being them and that's the kind of people you involve yourself with when you get over there at reactdefense.com just great people uh just incredibly nice fun and knowledgeable about their craft like no one else so it's just it's a comfortable environment you're gonna end up making friends there they've had marriages they've had families they've had kids not uh like right there on the mat, but they've had uh, people get together, they've got kids, and those kids are now training because they've been here for over 20 years. It's one of those types of deals you just want uh, in your area, and we've got it here. We're lucky enough to have them here doing the tactical black thing for us in our community, so we should take full advantage of that, get in shape, learn a bunch of great stuff, and those gift certificates, uh, they're, they're, they're running thin on those right now. They're selling out like crazy. They had a lot of them, too, and uh, you guys have been eating them up. So you get one now, you get a month for free on top of it all. Look into it, reactdefense.com. It's a great stocking stuffer for you or someone you care about. Take care of yourself or give it as a gift and uh, start giving the gift of safety and uh, health to someone else. Beautiful. Reactdefense.com, the home of Tactical Black. Brady Entertain. Time Magazine named Elon Musk Person of the Year saying he's the richest example of a massive shift in our society. Massive what? Shift. Oh. I was like, like, you were beeping Sebastian earlier. Jesus, (laughs) man. That guy is one big massive I think. Both make sense. Um, (laughs) But only 29% of Americans agree with their choice. Picking a well, because nobody like likes that. rich people anymore. And they're mad at Michael Strahan for being friends with Jeff Bezos. Meanwhile, they're having their Amazon delivery to their home of their uh, their you know poster board and markers so they can make picket signs to go down there and yell at Amazon. So shut up, everybody. People get rich. You're never going to stop that. And I can't stand this class war. Oh, the disparity. You invent Amazon. You're gonna, money's just going to happen all over you. 
You, you invent Tesla. And then the new thing he's got is the solar energy stuff that's like a yeah. rollout on your roof. The thing they got going now is a nightmare. You try to get solar panels on your house, first off, don't look into it, it because you're going to be... on agenda right now. You'll be bothered like you've never oh. been bothered in your life. I yelled at... Well, I, I went online just to check cost. And and I knew I was in trouble when they said, what's your zip code? I'm like, ah, oh, Christ, it's one of those. Put the zip code in. And then, like, I uh, gave the square footage and what I... And they, they're like, we'll have an answer for you in less than 24 hours. I'm like, all right, I'll see. I had 35 companies bothering me. Yeah. Seven, That's eight, when you ten know it's the right thing to do, right. John. Oh, it was insane. <laughs> and they wouldn't. So we call on because you was interested. And it's not even people who were working for... We call on because you're interested in solar power for your home, Mr. Holmberg. How are you today? I'm fine. So, you're the 40th person I've talked to today. No, thank you. How do I get off this list? Well, there's 35 different people. And I'm getting a call right now, probably, from them. <laughs> so, it never ends. I heard you mentioning it. Never made, and Elon Musk invented a new type of solar panel that goes up easier. So, you want to start bashing this guy. He's, he's making your life a billion times better, and he deserves a billion dollars for it. Caitlyn Jenner is mad that she was denied service at the Beverly Hills Hotel. Because her pants were ripped. She had those fashionable torn-up jeans. Brady, you're telling stories about me again. Well? <laughs> so I was at a restaurant yesterday, and I went and I had the fashionably ripped pants. And they said, Miss um, Jenner, could you please not wear those pants? And I said, why? And they said, because the tip of your dick is showing. <laughs> it was down around my knees, the hole. So I did have to tuck my penis back in. Brady, don't be an idiot. Sorry, Katie. Come on, I can wear jeans and just be... They looked good. ...an everyday gal wandering around at 6'4", 225, just like all the other <laughs> girls that are like me, with the tip of my dick showing. Yeah, an extra kneecap, it looked yeah, like. Yeah, it looked like I had a little... Somebody was worried that I pulled my patella tendon, but it's just the head of my dick. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Sometimes it shows. <laughs> USA Gymnastics and the U.S. Olympic Committee will pay $380 million. To victims of uh, Larry Nasser's sexual abuse. I'm going to say something inappropriate here. Okay. Did you see the press conference with them? I did not. Is it bad that I thought all three of the ladies looked smoking hot? <laughs> it's just natural. I mean, they showed up looking at me. They're beautiful. And you're like, God, I shouldn't be sexualizing them right now. because, But they look gorgeous. Michaela Maroney and uh, Allie, what's her name? Reisman. And yeah. There's another one. I'm like, Jesus, they showed up to this thing and they look amazing. I can't help but go, ooh, damn, the things I would... No, I can't talk about it. I can't talk about it. Not a, not a, It's improper timing. $380 million bucks, though. And I don't know who's getting, like, a lion's share of that. Like, yeah. Are there people who like, got... Is it over 200 people? I don't know. Can't how many and that's the thing. Do people, that? Does some people get more than others, or is it just a flat fee? Because yeah. some got and more abuse the, than other ones, they measure that on? Yeah, like, how many times did you go in there? Like... You have to measure it based on the honor system of, I think I'm about 30 times in. They go down the checklist. Okay, that's uh, two motorboats. <laughs> right. I don't know what he was doing, but... <laughs> that's uh, 100,000, 100,000. It is a kind of an interesting quandary yeah. to be in. I think everybody just has to get a flat fee of 380. That's amazing. There's already a Gabby Petito documentary. It's called The Murder of Gabby Petito, Truth, Lies, and Social Media. From really? the Peacock. The only thing we know Streaming. about her is that she got murdered. So and Dr. Bounty Hunter was out there, too. Oh, yeah. And the, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. My sister was out there looking for Gabby. Oh, no. She, he was looking for Gabby. Well, he looked for Gabby's killer. Did he ever look for her? 
I don't know, but I would imagine the documentary's got to have to do with that as well. <laughs> He's looking for laundry. Um, Devin <laughs> Rattray. Sorry, I just pictured my sister walking in those swamps. I'm having my own moment. <laughs> Dog and Bounty Hunter and my sister have the same hair. <laughs> the actor, Devin Rattray, he was in Home Alone. He was the older brother. I forget his name. Buzz. Buzz. Oh, Buzz, that's yeah. right. Yeah, he's in trouble. Didn't he have, like, reddish hair? Yeah, yeah. Okay. he is. There's a picture of him. He's in trouble for uh, strangling his girlfriend. He had the flat top, I think. Oh, yeah. he had that weird punchable nose. Yep. He's the kid with the turned up nose. Looks like you want to punch him. And the flat top, yeah. He looks like he's he was cast as the dickhead brother, wasn't he? Perfect he was casting, str- yeah, too. and he strangled his girlfriend, huh? Yeah. Oof. Allegedly. Right. We got to keep it together just in case he's a liar. Brady's <laughs> <laughs> keeping that. I'm protecting Buzz. <laughs> Meryl Streep was supposed to do a nude scene in the nope. new movie oh, Don't oh, Look Up. Jesus. No. But her co-star Leonardo DiCaprio said said he'd quit. Don't, I'm not going to let that happen. <laughs> She is uh, a film royalty. That's right. That's what he's telling everybody. He did it for his own benefit. He He doesn't want to be in the room. You don't want to do this. I'm protecting you. Meryl Streep is film royalty, and she hasn't done nudity in any of her movies. And she used to be like actually prettier than you think. So they went with a body double. Oh, they did do the nudity, but not her. They found a body double for a 72 year old lady. Oh, that was willing to get willing to get naked. Oh, oh, sorry. Leo picked the girl out and like, can you CG the rest? Hey, let me ask you this. How busy is that body double? Like, how her career is, like, limited. Like, I only do, I double for uh, naked 70-year-old. <laughs> well, why? Yeah, she's young. She's beautiful. And Kramer versus Kramer, you get it. Like, she's a pretty lady. She really is. And then even oh, in, like, in Mamma Mia and stuff. Oh, God, there's Lady Gaga. <laughs> I'm pretty next to Lady Gaga. Don't show that. Ugh, that thing. Lady Gaga's on the stage with me, and I'm going to throw up, everybody. Get ready for it. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Hey, Gaga, turn the other direction. Oh, God, there's Gaga's ass. Just lay down. Oh, God, there she is laying down. I wish I still keeps him alive. Brady, I got to tell you, I wish I left my eyes in San Francisco after taking a gander at that gam. Yikes. (laughs) I'm glad I got Alzheimer's because I won't remember this at all. Nothing worse than a 90-year-old man dry heaving. I break every bone in my body, but it's still better than looking at that. Danny Carey got arrested. Drummer for Tool. Yeah. Kansas City Airport. He said the homo F word. Uh You You know what's great? On TMZ, they said, uh, he said the homophobic F word. I feel like I I should take a little credit for that because I'm pretty sure I coined the homo F word about six years ago. I said, I think it's the homo F word now. And then we just started to call it that because it's wildly inappropriate. Now they're saying it, and they made it proper. Like, the homophobic F word is real now. But, yeah. Uh, and is he in trouble for that with all the gay community? Oh, yeah. That, that'll be the, the least of his problems right now. Because he pushed a guy. He's got arrested. Yeah. Pushed him. Whether or not, you know, so they're trying to pin assault charges on him. As much as they get their own tool tickets, he'll be fine. Everybody gets front row. It'll yeah. be all right. Yeah. I just think that we have to get past. I've said it. And I'm going to stick to it. When you're mad at someone, you can call them whatever you want, and it doesn't represent an entire group of people. Yeah, if I'm you, mad at you, you're reaching I want to into the grab you. bag of I'm names. I'm reaching into the what's going to make this guy know I hate him. Yeah, like right now. 
And if and if I call him the homo f word, or if I it, maybe it isn't appropriate, but that's the whole point of being in a fight with somebody that none of it's appropriate. I mean, we have laws on the books for when you kill someone in a fit of rage. There's less uh, degree to that murder than when you plan one out. You if know the buttons that press. Like crime you, of passion. If you pull yeah. a handful of names at me that you know, yeah, that, you know, I mean, like piss ant or something like that. <laughs> you hate. I just that. go off the he hates the handle. The minor cussing is really it gets under your skin. <laughs> but like we have that heat of the moment kind of thing and stuff like that, where you gotta. That's a heat of the moment. Yeah, thing. you can't hold the um, the words accountable enough. Yeah, heated argument. Yeah. necessarily. And it doesn't represent your hatred towards all gays. It's just that individual. And I wish someone who said, "I hope Danny Carey when he gets interviewed says, I hated that guy. I wanted to.' Why is that a Why is that a, a word you would use? Is it bad to be that? I'm like, yeah, it's he hated it and I hated it, and it wouldn't be a big deal if it wasn't a bad way to say it. I don't think you use that word in a in a prim and proper fashion. So sometimes when you're mad at somebody. You say the worst thing that's going to piss him off when you want to fight him. You're trying to poke the bear. Danny Carey was mad at that dude for whatever reason. Did they say why he was in the altercation in the first place? Um, no. Yeah. He was in the airport. And he just got tired of somebody, and he turned and said, effing, homo F-word, effort. It's fine. If he has to, and, this, and the problem's going to be he's going to apologize. I apologize to the... I don't use that word. And that's when they're done. I don't ever use that word. I was angry. Like, you use that word. And his band has a song called Hooker Wrote a Penis. That's exactly that's right. right. Huh? I was thinking, wait a minute. I was thinking of Pussifer. No, 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 no. That was too yeah. cool. You're right. You're right. Yeah, just settle down, everybody. But I don't think anybody's really that mad. I don't think gay people are mad about it. But what are you going to do? The homo F word. You can't cancel Tool over this, can you? It doesn't seem to be getting too much traction. It's just a story. It doesn't seem like everybody's up in arms. Tool's too big of a machine. I don't think gay people know about Tool. No. Well, they know about Tool. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. With the closer. (laughs) (laughs) Brett took my softball out. I I gave you an EFIS pitch and you knocked it stiff. Speaking of knocking it stiff, that was good. (laughs) There you go. Uh, Anyway, let's get out of here. That's a good one to stop on. Uh, Sebastian Bach tonight, if you guys want to go see Slave to the Grind done live, he was awesome. Uh, Interviews available online if you want to hear it. and didn't, but he was phenomenal. So that's it for us. We're all done. Uh, I believe Larry McFeely's coming up next as puppeted by our good friend. See in the pit. John Gordon. Brady uh, may or may not be there tonight, but if he is, don't talk to him because it's way past his bedtime and he's werewolfing out tonight. This is going to be dangerous. Uh, but we'll see you tonight uh, if you head on over there. And if not, we'll talk to you again tomorrow morning. You guys have a great day. We'll see you. Bye. Until later. Bye. Forever friends. And remember, everybody, always keep a nice big smile on your face.